0: morning it is 2023 it is january uh, and that means around these parts myself and you and sit down and have our end of year fireside chat as we yeah. like to call it uh, this is our evolution of our game of the year thing that used to take fucking hours and like <laughs> um multiple videos and yeah. a lot of work it was it was it was fun and it was interesting but it, it took too damn long it's yeah uh, most of our I actually looked back on this recently
1: when I was doing stuff for, for rebuilding the website and I was like, most of our Game of the Year stuff for most years came out in like March
0: yeah, or April. The, the, the production, to, to like, they, were, they were cool and they were fun discussions, yeah, but yeah. um, it was just, it, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, we, we, bo- we, we both have actual lives that get in the way of things. Yep. So, was, so. so instead, we have substituted for this uh, Fireside Chat where we just sort of get together and have a chill conversation about the year. Yep. what we thought what, what games we played and enjoyed and have a discussion based on that
1: yeah so probably kind of more generally we both
0: have top fives that we'll probably talk about and then so i i don't have like a, i don't have like a ranked list i oh, have you like okay. five games that okay. are like these these are these are the five and then i have one that i'm yeah, like this I, is my think, game of I the year i think i
1: may call mine that as well because it became very difficult yeah. to to order mine but we have five I've games also, i
0: have also so i've given i've got a five not ranked list. I've mm-hmm. got one that I'm selecting as my game of the year, but I've given every game its own award. Oh, nice! That okay, um, that I've worked on. Yeah, <laughs> That will also be uh, silly and dumb, but cool. um, excellent. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. So I've got a five. I've got some honourable mentions that for some things, and then just some like not points of order, but just like some stuff. For the year that I'm just uh, like my musings on on what happened during the year and the kind of state of various things
0: and yeah you, may, you might you might be knows. able to uh, do that better than me because I didn't do any of that stuff you might break stuff off and be like oh yeah that was this year
1: yeah oh. yeah yeah. It was that um cool so do you wanna do you wanna talk about one of your games to kick us off um, sure
0: uh, I'll start off with let's talk let's talk about Seafood Seafood was interesting mm. um, Seafood was like the first game that the the first like. Marquee game that came out for me this year. It was like the February the or something, February or March or it may even be January. I can't remember, but, Um came out new game from Slow Clap, the people that made Absolver, a game that I really, really enjoyed. That like nobody, nobody really talks about. I thought it was amazing, but nobody really talks about it. Yeah, um, they pulled all the multiplayer stuff out of Absolver and just made it this like Souls like run based martial arts game and it's like very rare that you get a game like that and you're like oh no you feel like someone's made this game for you and you specifically yeah like they it's get a, what it is that you want that. out of a video game yeah, yeah. like the, I think yes, the last, was just
1: the great. last time that yeah. happened
0: to us i think
1: or the the thing i can talk about when it happened to me was was jazz punk where like mm, yeah, they made they was... made a game that was like yo here's everything you find funny in a style you find funny um yeah. in a single game and it was like yeah so it's really incredible when that stuff happens when you're like
0: yeah yeah so they 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 had this they had this like really solid foundation of a really good interesting uh close combat martial arts fighting system that they took and taken from Absolver mm. um that I already thought was great they got rid of the thing in Absolver about the like stances like the different like positions you could be in and just kind of made it more streamlined and straightforward and that's obviously to its benefit because it's yeah. like way easier to understand Um gave it this cool kind of like painterly style but the whole thing is kind of shot like an old martial arts movie Um but it's obviously got the conceit that or like one of the core mechanics of the game is that like as you lose you come back but you've aged and as you age you gain damage but lose health so if you're really young you've got a lot of health but you don't hit really hard but if you're like 60 something you are that old seafood master who comes in and like one hits people and yeah. keeps walking and stuff like that. So you, you get are... that it is this kind of like weird growth of power that fits into that role. Mm. Um it was super cool and the 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 mechanic of like gaining XP through a run that you could do to get run-based benefits that didn't carry over and stuff like that. Yeah. It was it had a lot of really cool ideas and a lot of really good set moments. Like the the I can remember I think it's the boss of the third level or the second level. It's like a big dude with a big stick Mm. that you fight in a like a like a dojo, like a a paper wall dojo sort of thing. Yeah. But it it all just like goes on fire and it changes like it all catches on fire. So you're fighting this guy in like a burning down dojo and they do cool things with like coloration. Like they give him like big red color in the background and stuff like that that makes him like cast a big black shadow and stuff really cool stuff they're doing some really interesting things with like how it was shot and like mm. cinematography and stuff like that they very clearly watched a lot of like classic martial arts movies yeah. and then done it a bit more arty um but yeah super good game the only problem i had with it was um it was maybe a bit too hard like
1: yeah. it seemed like it was it, really it, puni-
0: it punished you really really roughly for not engaging with it in a very specific way yeah
1: it wanted um, you to play in, a, in the way that it had determined and that was it
0: yeah so there wasn't a lot of freedom if you got there it was like that's that's how you did it and it was fine but like it was just a bit too punishing like i, I don't mind difficulty in games i don't have a problem with it but seafood just felt a bit unfair sometimes and yeah. that's my problem i don't mind hard when it's hard if it gets unfair, that's when I fall off of it. Of like, why? What? Like, why? Like, what was I meant to do about that? Like, that's the problem that I have with it. Yeah, that um, makes
2: sense.
0: Sifu is really cool. Like that game. I, I'm glad. If if nothing else, I'm glad that Slow Clap get to keep making video games. Like that's because those people. Yeah, for sure. Make games that I really, really like, and that me and like maybe five other people like. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. And uh, I, I think did quite well for them. So I'm. It seems to glad do all right. that,
1: Um, it definitely seems to get like a. I mean, this is purely from the outside, but it seemed to get like a second wind at some point. That was like, oh, a bunch of people found it again. I think it's maybe when it hit,
0: yeah, like later or in the year. Like
1: yeah. yeah, Um Yeah, it was a cool, cool looking thing. But again, yeah. like, it's it's for sure one of those games where I'm like, man, this looks really cool, and I will never play this. <laughs> this is definitely, yeah, not no, for, for me. sure.
0: Like, it is it is absolutely not for everybody. It yeah, takes yeah. a separate, certain mindset um, and a certain like fighting game level sensibility to yes. understand what that thing is. For sure, but yeah. Super sure. super good thing. So I've 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 dubbed Sifu with the award uh the Jan Lee from Dead or Alive 2 award saying Wacha. That's oh, the, yeah, that is the imagine, award I've given yes, it. I imagine there'd be a lot of that. Yeah, um he, he says Wacha quite a lot in different ways, <laughs> but yeah. Um I'm
1: realising my first game <laughs> may be a technicality, but it's I'm still, Is it
0: a game that did not come out this year? So it's a
1: game that is a game that hit 1.0 this year and I I think i briefly talked about it the year before but i actually want to um talk about it slightly more i'm trying to see if i can find my list from last year and and usually keep all these things and i can't find it i can't even remember this is 20. uh it eh, doesn't matter anyway i can't see it after briefly scanning this list so um Heartspace shipbreaker came out of 1.0 this year mm. and I spent a lot of time with that game, Um, a lot of it during, um, it'd been in early access for like a year and a half or something like that, it was a lot, it was a reasonable amount of time, Um, but I spent a lot of time with it, partially because there's something about that game where the... The, the the flow state that game gets you into is so. Wild. That's
0: still like breaking breaking ships oh, right. apart so, right. yeah. and like so, having so... having to deal with like fuel lines and air yeah. and so it's pressure like, and stuff like that.
1: So you're a you're a you're a shipbreaker in the same way that you are like shipbreakers exist in the real world. I don't know if you've ever seen videos of like actual shipbreakers. That is the most dangerous no... fucking job you've ever seen. Like people break apart like 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 cargo ships and like uh, liners and stuff like that. You go it's, see,
0: that, it's the sort of thing that I knew that sort of thing must have existed. I've just never seen it. Like that's mm. the somebody. Somebody has to take these old ships and break them apart. I you just should, never.
1: You should go watch some videos of that. It's a terrifying job. It really is because it's just these giant. Well, I'm sure, ships yeah. like, but it and it translates really well into this. So instead of doing it on ships, you're doing it on um, spaceships, and you are um, the a lot of the so a lot of the thing that came in over early access and then really pushed through on on the final was the the narrative part of it as well, which um does a really good job of like i mean like it's been a while i I can't think of another example except possibly disco elysium where there's ever been like a more pro union video game that i've ever seen like it is all about so the, the the initial setup is like you decide that you need to um you want to take on this job, and it's advertised as like, hey, yeah. go out into space and you will be great and it'll be all this thing. And then you sign up the contract, and you're immediately. It's something like $112 billion in debt, like in terms of like training and like recovery and the, oh, the, sure. the thing yeah. that they put your body in so that when you die, they can reclone you, all of that kind of stuff. So you start the game with an immediate amount of debt and you have to work your way out of it. And it's kind of this indebted servitude style stuff. Um, but yeah, like it, it was. So no, and the the voice acting, the narrative, and stuff was really, really interesting. And and but it really was the the puzzle aspect of that game where you're trying to you're trying to break these ships apart. And um, they give you some training, but a lot of it is like you kind of just learn on the job, learn on the job by yeah. fucking up real bad. And if I is it
0: like the sort of thing where you like cut
1: a pressurized area and it explodes so, and so, kills you. And... So one of the things that they added, or not added, one of the things that we worked over time and definitely the first time I saw it was in the 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 1.0 release. Um, there's a particular way you have to remove a thruster um, and there's a particular type of ship where you, you bump the thruster out, the thruster comes out as one unit, but once you bump the thruster out, um, it breaks <coughs> the fuel lines that fuel the thruster and they just immediately go on fire, right? Because there's no oh, way sure. of no you, way you a to huge get in fire. There. And the the um, the the fire dis- the, the fire disable, the fuel valve is at the very back of this tube where the thing d- the thruster just came out. So I kept doing this thing where like I'm yanking the thruster out and then just flying through fire to pull the switch to stop the whole thing exploding. And I kept looking yeah. at it, going like, there has to be another way of doing this. Like nobody would ever design a ship to do this. And it was like, oh yeah, no, they totally would because the people who are building it don't give a shit about. The shipbreaker part of it, because they're just building ships, and yeah. also like you're in a you're in a position where your body is entirely replaceable. So of course they're just going to throw you through the fire. Like you so, it's kill. Cool. Just just pull the switch. It's fine. Like it's it it all of that kind of stuff. Like when it's when it all came together and the narrative started to do to start to meld with the mechanics as well. It's just it's just super cool. There's a great moment where um it's about like the end of the first chapter of that game um. There are whispers out into the corp, the corporation, that your station is start is thinking about unionizing. So they send out a guy oh, okay. to be like a buster, about yeah, or like I or like I I can't remember what his, what his official title is, but a real real piece of shit, real buy the book, yeah. corp man. Um, and he shows up and then just starts micromanaging the station and like because you'll hear because the other shipbreakers you know are working on different bays around the station, so you'll all like be chatting and stuff during while you're doing um while you're doing your jobs and he'll eventually come in, he'll come in and be like, you guys are talking a lot. Should you not really be focusing on your job and all this kind of stuff? And it's just like, he just becomes a prick very quickly. But there's this one yeah, moment of where yeah. like, once you get to a certain level, it'll unlock like a different type of ship uh, or like a different feature of a ship that you can deal with. So they'll unlock like, this is a nuclear reactor as opposed to the normal fuel reactors you had, or like now you've got to deal with um, internal pressurization in a different way and all this kind of stuff. And when that happens, your supervisor will come on and be like, Hey, We'll run you through one of these. And as you progress, there'll be less and less like, hey, it's like the thing you did before, but it's like this. But at least talk you through the features of, of how to safely do one of these. And then he's like, cool, you got it. You're on your own and you'll you'll go off. There's this moment where he says, OK, we're now doing this thing. So the first thing you need to do is pop this thing open. And you start to pop this thing over. And then the supervisor comes on and is like, uh, what, what's, happened, what's happening over here? He says, oh, I'm just training the new guy up on on the spheres thing. It's like, uh, eh, they don't need it, they can read the book, it's fine. And then they just canceled the tutorial. Like
0: oh, I cool. tutorial. I didn't like, realize uh, was, I didn't realise there was like story and like oh, yeah. environmental there's a things whole, in that game. That's yeah. cool. It's it's they, I they, thought they, it was just like a cool puzzle game in no, space, there's, so a, I didn't there's a
1: lot of really cool. good good narrative and it's it's reasonably well written as well and, and um the voice acting's good. It's yeah, it's a it's a cool, cool game. So it technically came out this year, nice. but the, but it's on my list for all of the hours I put into it. Pre yeah, one no, as well. That's
0: fair. Yeah. Um, so the good thing about doing personal lists the whole yeah. time is like you can just say whatever you want. It doesn't really matter.
1: Because I forgot that game came out, and then I I looked at my five, and I was like, oh, actually, this is this is way higher. So yeah, Hardspace Shipbreaker it's out on. I think it's out in consoles now as well. It's it's very good. I cannot. It's the game that I put so many hours into with mouse and keyboard. I cannot do with a controller. And I was like, oh, this would be an ideal Steam Deck game, and I put it on Steam Deck. It just failed miserably. Like I just can't play
0: that game. Is because like you need to, you need like precision yeah. or whatever? And but... also the
1: precision lets you go faster, which is a whole part of that game. Is that like you have limited amounts of time per shift, so you're like, I can if I can like motion myself via physics to fly past this thing, take out three weld points at the same time and go. Just cat those don't have that reaction time in a controller. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's one of I mean. Nice.
0: Uh. Um, Let's see what is so we got. Oh, okay. Uh Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh oh, interesting. That. Okay. So every I, I say this every time is that if you have a if you have a handheld console, you need a good JRPG on it. Like sure. it's it's something that you had. You had like Golden Sun on GBA, there's all manner of ones on DS, even you play go, like do you play Golden Sun? And stuff like Was Golden Sun the one yeah, with the I played
1: Was Golden Sun the one with the the, the... The sun? No, not detecting. the light sensor.
0: No, no, no. That's something else. I can't remember the name of that game. No, the so Golden Sun was just a JRPG. Okay. Uh, oh Christ! What is the name of that? So I'm, I'm looking at. Don't though? worry, I can't remember. But anyway, oh, I remember um, seeing you so yeah. play
1: this game. Yes, Golden Sun.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Golden Sun is just a good JRPG. Yeah. Um, so yeah, every every handheld console needs a good JRPG, and for my mind, the Switch, which does have JRPGs on it, you're probably not going to get better than Xenoblade Chronicle Three for a lot of reasons, but Xenoblade Chronicles as a series for me has always been really bizarre mm. where so I played the original which was a uh, Wii game and was like oh there's not really a lot of games like this on the Wii that's pretty cool I forgave it for being really weird and the writing being really bad and fucking people, people screaming the word Manado Cannon every three seconds and like but it was like oh it's cool it was on the Wii it was fine Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a bad game. Like it, it's, <laughs> okay. There are people out there that will defend Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and I will up until a point. But that game also has a bizarre story. No good characters. The writing's terrible. And it still does the Xenoblade thing of the combat calls, which is like everybody basically screams their moves as they're doing it. But there's no... There's no like ducking or anything like that. So it's everybody screaming at all times. And it's just Rex is screaming fucking anchor shot and the fucking the guy screaming spinning cutter at the top of his voice. And <laughs> it, combat is that combat in that game is a auditory nightmare. Sure. It is an assault on your ears. But it had really cool like it had a really cool combat system and like the, the way that it weaved together was great. Three. Ha, three does a lot of things right. It gives you characters that are good that you like. It tells this really interesting story of these two like warring factions that have been at war forever to the point where people don't really remember how the war started. They're just doing it because they're told to, mm-hmm. and obviously like the story then gets into the background of what's actually happening. Um, it has it has a really really solid combat system it has the bit like it's almost the same as 2 except it has some minor changes where it has the it has like a, a a build combo mechanic where you can like put different states on your enemy that all chain together so you've got like a knockdown state that you can chain into like a launch in the air that gets chained into like a knock onto the ground that does extra damage and stuff it's a really cool thing that's compounded with their job system which is ludicrous like there's so many jobs in that game and they all they all do different things they all have different specializations and you can combo jobs together so you get you end up with a bunch of characters that feel really really different and you've got six people in your party at any given time mm-hmm. um so you have six people that all you ha- could potentially have different classes that all do different things that all end up synergizing together it's kind of staggering how well it works right um Has really good open world stuff. There's like hidden things to go and find. There's there's bigger battles that you can find in the world. There's sites that that, cool world, really well done. The things that it does, that it's really it's a really fun game to play. And the writing doesn't suck this time, which is great. The writing's actually interesting and has some. It still has the kind of like anime hokeyness in it, of course. Because you like the characters, I you forgive it a lot more. You're just kind of like, ah, oh, it's a bit more endearing or whatever. Um The things it doesn't do that aren't great. The problem is it's a Switch game where they they give you these big wide open vistas mm-hmm. of these like this amazingly well designed world that is cool, but it's on a Switch, so it doesn't look great. Um it has a bit of... There's a bit of, like, roughness around the edges and stuff has, like, a weird resolution and the frame rate varies and stuff like that. It's... It's really... It's really... It it does itself a disservice by being on the console that it's on. If it was hmm. on, like, PC or something like that, that game would be fucking incredible. Yeah. It's never going to happen because it's a Nintendo game, but that game would be so good if it was on PC. So did the other the, thing it does is... Does that oh, series, sorry, I go. Does
1: that series never... Come to anything else? Is it just the Nintendo franchise no, at this point? There is, there
0: is, there is a there is a Xenoblade Chronic a Xenoblade Chronicles game that is trapped on Wii U because it's not going oh, anywhere. Oh
1: yeah, else. there was that Wii U game, right?
0: The Xenoblade oh. Chronicles X that is the one with mechs and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. can play because it's a Wii U game, and fucking nobody's got a Wii U, and yep. they won't move it anywhere. Of course, so it's, they they did a definitive edition of of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles One, but they won't touch X for whatever reason. Um, yeah, and. The story itself is ab- absolutely fucking mental. That game has. Xenoblade relishes in it being stupid and crazy and insane, mm-hmm. but 3 takes it to the point of like, there's like weird cloning. Oh, yeah, I, 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 we should have said this at the top that we're going to spoil stuff in these games. Like, oh, yeah, We're going to yeah. openly talk yes. about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, that game deals with like cloning and like, taking people's memories and putting them into their bodies and stuff, it's so, it gets so crazy, and then it does the Xenoblade thing, which all of the games in the Xenoblade Chronicles franchise, they happen in their own worlds, but based on the ending of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 and 3, they're all happening in the same, they're basically like mirrors of the same universe, they're like parallel universes, so they all exist in the same sort of like space, but just on different planes of existence. It's when you get towards the end of a scene to play Chronicles game, they just throw stuff at you, and it's just it it's it's crazy what that game does. Mm. Um, but the 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 main thing that it the kind of doesn't help it, it's fucking it's too damn long. That game is like a hundred and twenty something hours. It's and it's a JRPG which people expect, but fucking hell, like it's so long, and. It spends a lot of time spinning its wheels, and it obviously varies in how long you're taking with it. Because you could do a bunch of side stuff because it's like the open world and stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, it's too long. It just goes like, it, games, games. It just keeps going like this. <laughs> it just finds new ways to be weird and talk about stuff and and has weird side things and yeah. The game, the game itself, like actively playing the game and enjoying the story and seeing how crazy it gets, and then physically doing the combat and stuff like that is great like mm-hmm. it's a super good jrpg it's really well designed it's really well it's not really well designed because you can do some really busted stuff but it's that's kind of how jrpgs work. i was gonna say is that but, not just
1: a part of the genre at this point where that's there's the ways point, to break yeah, it? That, is, yeah. that is
0: a genre show is that eventually you'll get to the point where it's insane yeah. but um yeah but it is like it is easily one of the best jrpgs you can play in the modern era which is great like nice. it's super good. People should play Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Just know what you're getting yourself into before you go into it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So the the award that I gave Xenoblade Chronicles Three was the Jesus fucking Christ, it's too damn long, man. Award. Uh huh. That's kind of the it is people the people that want to play that game should play it because it's great. But fucking hell, you need to put aside some time. That's the keep keep that keep that word in mind
1: for later discussions because I may have I may have a mm. contender for that. Um. Yeah. Also, speaking of characters that are are so endearing that you um, forgive them for some weird decisions, We Are OFK is my next game.
0: Um, oh, of course. Yoon's so, yearly sad teen oh, game. Man,
1: they're not but, sadder than not teens, but I know that sad teen is a genre. We've had this conversation before. It's a genre, it's not. Yeah, We've had this conversation.
0: Um, the sad the sad teen <laughs> could be 30 if they wanted to. Like, that's not You're
1: spiritually a sad
0: teen. Um, Mm. yeah
1: it's we are okay. it's a five part um, kind of narrative game about um, the formation of a uh, a bunch of people kind of lost in their in their professional life starting a band Um, and it's just uh, I just I just love these characters I think that's the core of it I just I really really like these characters Um, you really like these sad teens I really like these sad teens in inverted commas um, and I don't know there's, there's a bunch of it that's kind of relatable and there's a bunch of it that is very um, they feel, they're, they don't feel they don't feel particularly, like you don't, sometimes you'll come across games like this where it'll be like this character will be like oh it's this trope or it's like this is their whole um, thing, is like this one thing and it's like no actually these characters go through some some interesting layered stuff and there's a lot happening and there's a lot of serious stuff and a lot of really not serious stuff and it's all backed by this amazing soundtrack and a really cool idea where every episode has its own every episode is kind of matched by one of the tracks on the the ep for this for this band that they put out which is also like that ep is great yeah. i really enjoy it the, the, um,
0: the soundtrack is good i'll give you the that, like the really, thing really that they good. put out on spotify that's like the ep yeah is I, I i I'll listen to
1: you. that a lot this year um and i don't know i just i The story takes some interesting turns as well, where you think they let, it skips the part of like what you would expect from like a teen drama thing where like somebody makes a mistake and then suddenly the mistake is corrected and everything's fine at the end of the episode. It's like, no, people fuck up and it has consequences and they deal with it. And it's like, yeah, you fucked up and you need to apologize and you need to do this. You need to do the right thing here and all this kind of stuff. And it does feel like they go on, they learn a lot, and they go on journeys, and they, they, it's yeah, it's just very cool. Um, it's horny in the right way, which is also fun. Um, is it's it horny
0: not, in the way of that these people have actual relationships? Yeah, like, totally. Are, like it, it, yeah, it's okay.
1: horny in a way that you would expect human beings to be horny, and not like anime horny, and not like like giggly horny. Like, yeah, these people are fucking grown ups. Like this is how this is how this this is how this happens. Um and also like fair play to them for for really doubling down on the the fake band thing like all of the music um on spotify is under the band name their all their social presences are done in character they've done live streams in character which
0: is also really good um, oh, that's good. like as, as like vtubers or whatever yeah, yeah. is that the... like it's the yeah, is yeah.
1: the the lead vocalist does vtuber stuff sometimes um who's also the lead the leads project leads i can't remember um yeah, it was just, it was a really good time, and it was also it's been a while since I've seen an episode of a game like that where they stuck to the format where it was like yep, it's a new episode a week, like straight up every week, yeah, and it comes out and it's it's just a great little how many episodes did it end up being five, five, one per. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, five hour long. Um, yeah, and it's good. great. It also does like a lot of really cool like little um, touches on a game like this that you don't see very often. Where, um if you're in the middle of an episode and you pause, it has a bar at the bottom of the screen that shows how far through the episode are and how long they think it will be till you're done, which is also really handy. But you're like, Oh, there's like another 40 minutes left to this. I can, I'll, I'll skip out here and, and do what I want, which is, which is quite nice. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, there's not a lot to say about it. Like you can look at trailers and stuff yeah. like that and know exactly what that game is. Um, but it's just really good. I really like the writing. I really like those characters. really like the music and it just kind of stuck with me this year. So um
0: yeah. yeah that's cool
1: okay uh I think yep. that's also ev- everything at this point, um, but yeah, that's good
0: um good. yeah, uh, so next, I think I'm gonna get into the the stuff that I think we both like played, so this could be like I've been a, doing the a same joint thing discussion or whatever, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's go with uh, God of War Ragnarok. Let's go with that. Oh, that's not on my list for very specific reasons. So, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, So yeah, God of War Ragnarok. This isn't, like, I'm not... um... What I'm about to say sounds like a big statement, but Mm. I'll clarify it, is that God of War Ragnarok is so obviously, like, the best game of the year, and by that I mean it is, like, the most, like polished, has money thrown at it, big scale, like, every every part of it has taken so long and is so finely crafted, where it like, looks amazing, is well acted, is well written, is big, has a good combat system, has a story to tell, like, all this stuff, like, it is very obviously, like, the we have thrown so much money at this and it's worked yeah. sort of thing, yeah. That, that that's what I mean when I say that. It's not my game of the year, and I don't think it is, like, there are other games that are better than it that I think are game of the year, but it is like so obviously the 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 big AAA game of the year, right? Like, yeah, that is the, that's the that a isn't fair like statement. Elden Ring or something because we don't play it. But yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I mean, you did, but you didn't like it. So that's oh, the, we'll get
1: back to that. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's just so I, there. There really isn't like a lot to say about God of War: or that hasn't already been said. Like, I, it's I actually think there
1: is because I oh, am, okay, go for it. Right. I am as of last night. I am thirty hours into that game and god of war has given me a complete like internal crisis about video games honestly sure because so everything you said is true right it is it is a testament to what you can do if you throw budget at a game right and yeah. uh like every part of it is just dripping with money and throwing budget and time at something like this it show it 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 shows what what happens when you give people space and budget to do stuff, right? Like, the game looks spectacular. It is huge in a way that I didn't expect where stuff just, it, there's just stuff everywhere. And, like, yeah. the, the side missions just go. Like, sometimes you're just like, oh, I'm going to go off this path for a little bit and that's four hours later. And you're like, what, what? how did I get, okay, sure. Um, and I think a lot of that stuff, and this is not me, this is, like, Complete credit to all of the the art and visual teams that are here. Like that shit is not easy, but it is a thing that you can. It is a thing that if you give people time, space, and money, like great people can do great things, and that's what is very, very evident in God of War.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: The thing for me is that like, I should have been done with this game.
2: So yeah,
0: like this was this fifteen hours. This ago. is going to be the, the the negative in it is that it um it likes a meander it goes I, off and does I a lot never, of stuff.
1: I have never played a AAA game like this where I don't know what's happening more than God of War. Like, I, I know the rough idea, but the moment it really clicked for me was when I was playing it last night and my wife turned to me and was like, so what's actually the story of this game? And I turned to her and went, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't... Like, I know, I know what the conceit is. That game doesn't have a story. That game has a conceit. And the conceit is that, hey, Ragnarok's coming. And then it's just like, here's a 24-episode series about dad and son, right? And it's so... There's entire sections of that game that I don't know why they exist. I don't know why they're there. It feels like they made a bunch of stuff and then needed a way to stitch it all together. The first time... I think I mentioned this in the podcast briefly, but the first time you meet... um, What's her name? The other giant. Um for the first time. Um
0: Oh, Anger Yes. The first like time Like Loki's little mate. Yeah. yeah, Loki's
1: mate. The first time you meet her, and there's a whole two hour section in her world, or whatever that is. What that served. Yeah, no where you, purpose. you just you
0: just you just ride around on a yacht. You ride around on a thing, and it's group. cool and it yeah. gives
1: it gives Atreus some backstory and like sets up obviously a bit, yeah, bit of stuff. Yeah, it gives
0: context and sets up a relationship. But and, it's like yeah.
1: two hours of just Nothing. There's, and the other Atreus section where he goes to where he goes to try and talk Freya into helping. Again, we're just doing spoilers at this point, so we're just talking. Yeah,
0: of course. Um, yeah, openly talking about yeah.
1: stuff. When he goes to, to try and talk Freya down, originally, before she actually joins you. And it's like this whole... And it's like... Obviously, Atreus needs his... This is his first like rebellion moment of being like, oh, fuck you, Dad. I'm going to go do the thing you said not to do. And they go, yeah. oh, no, it didn't yeah, go right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get that bit. But again, it's just like... It's so long. And it also has like the combat system is is obviously going to be specific to different people right like it obviously yeah. I, I think we, yeah. again we talked about it in the podcast where that combat system feels closer to like a fighting game than other combat systems yeah so tried. I, I
0: i really like the combat system yeah. in that game it is really because it's very it's very character action it's yes. very devil may cry of like Setting up stuff to then combo together and doing yes. different status effects and stuff. Yeah. I think it's really cool, but I know where you're coming from. So. Like yeah, it, but it's also that's that's the game. The, oh yeah, for the sure. The game yeah. part of that game it's, is that combat system. So the if you, primary mode of interaction with the world is yeah. combat, and, it, and is
1: I just it got to the stage where I was just like we'll get to, we'll get to some of the writing bit in a second, but like it got to the stage where I was like, why is this a combat corridor like it doesn't feel like it needs it. It feels like we just need to get to the end of this thing and actually do the thing we're here to do. Like it just it fe- it felt like there was it felt like they needed to keep keep putting combat in and it felt like they needed to keep um introducing dumb puzzles into this thing. Like it, it really felt like it felt like a game with a word count. It felt like it was like you need to come out of this with sixty hours of game and it doesn't matter how you get there. Like even if you mainline that game, it still feels so slow. And like it
0: is, it it's a very very, very very deliberately paced game. Yeah, like very, very very slow. Very, yeah,
1: and yeah, and it's just like and just like the little touches where like so it's, and the, even the stuff in the previous game that was that was really spectacular. And I really enjoyed the last game, to be fair. But like that was like the first mm. time they'd done something like that, and it was it was spectacular. And even just like the little bits that they they kept, like the 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 dialogue system where like if you get interrupted by the conversation they will talk about the fact they've been interrupted by the conversation and we'll come back to it right that stuff on the boat in the original game looking great like it was one of those moments where you're like oh cool they solved the problem but the problem is that like you could only do that stuff one if you have a giant budget and also like it felt like it got it felt like it became a, what should I say if it, it it felt more glitchy in this game. It felt more like like it they needed to show it again and it just it didn't feel right. And there's large chunks of this game that's like, I get what you're trying to do. It's just it doesn't quite meld in the same way. Um, yeah. And the, the other specific part of that as well is the writing. It feels like this was written by like three or four separate teams who didn't talk to each other. But there's a lot of writing that's like, the like mid-level writing or like the kind of like side quest writing and all this kind of stuff, which is good, but like, yeah, kind of general video game fair. And then you get to where I am in the story right now, where it is like, we are knee deep in like Odin and their family and, and all the Kratos stuff. And some like last night, like big fucking turns happened. Right. And all of that stuff, all of that dialogue is so good. Like it's so spot on. It yes. is, its the, is, the,
0: the the writing that I primarily talk about that I say is the best is like interactions between characters. Because yeah. I think that they I think that works really well, especially with like Odin and, and that sort of level yeah. of stuff. God, it's brilliant.
1: There's a whole section. I mean, we're talking spoilers, so I'm just gonna talk about it. There's a whole section yeah. later on in that game where they get into the relationship of Thor's family, right? Like Thor and Sif and um their daughter. Um mm-hmm. and Thor, like, and it and it and it's complex as well, right? Because like Thor in that game is has kind of become the 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 fallen golden child, right? Like where they 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 did all this work originally and like saved and they got Odin where they are and all this kind of stuff. And now Odin's kinda of just left them behind and is just kinda of like they're just there for muscle and is like they're not concerned with yeah. them anymore when they used to be like the celebrated hero. So he's become this big drunkard, basically, right? And there's a section in there where um, Atreus and oh Thrud—that's her name, right? Thrud. Uh, uh,
0: it's weird because they pronounce it differently to the game than how I know it. Because I know oh. it from like the, oh, okay. the, the the like original, it's like Thrud or something Threud, like that. But I yeah. don't know how they say um, in the game.
1: Thor's daughter. We refer to her Thured. Yeah. Um, you have to go. You have to go. You you you're in Asgard, and you're like, hey, we need to go get Thor to go do this thing, and you have to go. You and her go find him and he's in drinking feeling sorry for himself again and there's this there's like a comedy bar fight scene in there which is actually really well done and it pulls out and it's just this like atreus just kind of walks into the background and there's this close-up scene between throod and, and thor a bit hard just being like you can't keep doing this to yourself and like we're here for you but you need to accept and all this kind of stuff and it's so well acted like throod's face and like both facial animations are just so good. And the way they're talking seems so realistic, but also like lyrical at points. The, yeah. the, and then the big, the big turn that happened last night, like just you, every time you look at somebody's face, somebody is doing something different and it's all yeah. incredible. And like that bit of yeah. it is so good. And like, I, I know, like, well, not, I know, but I follow like, like, like some of the writers that I've followed for a while have written on this game and there were points in there I was like, "Oh, how did this doesn't feel like their input and then you get to the really good stuff and you're like, "Ah there it is, okay, it is definitely there and I think part of it is the part of the problem with it I think is that like there is an economics problem with games like this, right where if you want to put this much budget behind a title, even mm. if you're Sony, even if you're cause this is Santa Monica right this
0: is yeah, this is like first, part, like first party, like major first Sony. party studios. So. If you
1: want to put this much budget behind a game, in order to mitigate risk, this game needs to be as mainstream as possible and as hit and big as possible. And it did, and it, it got yeah, there.
0: Yeah, it did, yeah. But
1: like, it also is 70 quid now. Like, first party games are now 70 quid, right? And it needs to be X hours long. Six. You need to be able to put a whole bunch of hours into this game. It also needs to be. As kind of layered as possible. It needs to be as interesting as possible to as most people as possible. And it means that you lose focus. Like, I would love to see the, the two games I would love to see out Santa Monica or Santa Monica Studio doing a 15 hour game. Whatever it is. Mm. Like I want that studio to do 15 yeah, hours whatever. O- of something. And I want to see the I want to see this game done in the Elden Ring universe. Those are the two games I want after playing God of War. Because I think that like if you take, like, the Elden Ring, like, character design and, like, world design and all of that kind of stuff and put it in a game like this, fuck, it would be incredible. Like, the scale, right, all that kind I of stuff, okay. it would
0: be so cool. So you, you either you either wanted to be more focused or bigger, is what you're saying? Like- kind of,
1: yeah. I kind of wanted to be either, well, no, I do want to be more focused, but I wanted to be, like, a character action game with the same kind of levels of, um, uh, like, difficulty buffering that this game gives you.
0: Yeah, the Elden, yeah,
1: yeah, Elden Elden Or I just want them to do something so focused. Like if every encounter if every chapter of that game got sliced in half, I think this game would be better. I mean that's a very general statement, but I think like generally yeah. like you could cut down a lot out of this game and it would be way better. Um but now that it seems like I'm hitting the Did you finish it?
0: No, didn't no. finish.
1: It. So that now that it feels like I'm now hitting the the runway to the end of the game and yeah. like it feels like the story stuff is really picking up there and I hope I hope they 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 land it but yeah like it's yeah it's such an expensive game and it really does show in both for me anyway it really does show in the, the positive and negative parts of it and it's just it's really like i wonder what sony first party games look like now right because because this year had um horizon as well in the start of the mm. year
0: there was an, another like huge white another, yeah. scale level. But yeah. Horizon
1: has a different focus, right? Horizon is very much more of the Ubisoft old style open world, right? It's yeah, here's open a, here's world a, game. Here's yeah. a billion stuff on the map, billions of stuff on the map, and you can go hunt it down. That stuff appeals to me more because it means I can like pick and choose what I'm doing and and kind of there's more of a completion of stuff. This is just like here's one path kind of with a bunch of forks off it, um, and we're gonna e- even if you just want to focus on the story stuff. There's still so much stuff, in there you need to get through. But um, yeah, but in terms of like art design, in terms of like perf- art acting, like straight up performance capture and acting, voice yeah. acting, just
0: unsurpassed. Just it's nothing. The, it's the thing that sells it for me. It's why that game works so well for me. Other than the combat being good and stuff like that, is that as like someone that is not well versed, but I enjoy the Norse yeah. myths and I know yep. a lot of the stories and stuff like that. Seeing that twist of how they are interpreting those characters and what they're like. And then also backing that up with then taking that interpretation and giving it this level of writing and acting that gives them really, really makes it come to life. Like I said on the podcast at the time, the Odin is like one of the major characters obviously in Norse fiction. Hmm. And his like one of his defining character traits is this kind of like paranoia level of wanting to know everything mm-hmm. because the whole point is that he is, he knows Ragnarok is coming and So he's trying to find a way to stop it. Them taking it and twisting it of like, he wants to know everything, but he wants to know everything in the way that like a mafioso boss does. Yes. Yeah. Of by like, just keeping his thumb on everything yeah. and keeping tabs on people and like going to see people when shit goes wrong or like, Manipulating people or manipulating Odin does that a lot in the stories anyway But they never do it to the level of like He is this kind of like Imposing figure That yeah. turns up and like manipulates people Directly a lot, it's a lot of like subtlety In the background in the story yeah. So having the first time you meet Odin In that game, he literally turns up At your front door with like a Cloak that looks like the kind of like big Suit jackets that like yep. all the mafioso guys Wear, having him come in and deliver that kind of like level of speech and acting that what's the name of the actor who's the guy robert
1: uh, Schiff. uh robert Schiff. Robert yeah, chef robert chef yeah robert
0: chef absolutely completely knocks it out of the park like does this kind of like really really paced really well done discussion but is very clearly pressing towards a goal is like but does it in that kind of like weird subtle way it's so good and then seeing the twist on our stuff of like how thor's portrayed and how anger Bodhi's portrayed and it's just it's a fascinating thing for me yeah. that's why it it really resonated with me seeing all this stuff it's really really cool and i really like playing that game i do agree with you like it has it definitely has a pacing problem yeah. and it has a it has a, a bloatedness about it yeah. um which, but- which
1: which again like it does feel like that has to come with the territory. Like that's an economics problem. That's not a game design problem. Like it, you cannot put a game that out that's seventy quid from the studio that is anything less than 40, 50 hours of game. Like it just doesn't work economically. Yeah. I'd love it if it was shorter. I'd also love it if it wasn't seventy quid. But you can't resolve those two issues, right? Like they, they no, of to, course, yeah, they need to have a thing. One has um, to give
0: for the other. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so Richard Schiff is the name of the guy, not Robert Schiff. Richard Schiff. Um, okay it's such a good interpretation of that character like i i, I think it's, it's up fantastic there. It's and all up- of
0: them, i think i think every character has a really good interpretation totally. like, I they're it- not they're not specifically that character like yep. they're not just them they are this weird twist that they've found yep. it's all it all makes sense in terms of like the context of the myth that it's based on but they've yep. seen it and done it in like a weirder modern way that is really interesting
1: totally and they've added complexity to these characters that that goes beyond like the storytelling function that they would have originally had, right? Like, like I, again, like the, the, one of my favorite sections so far has been the the chapter where it goes into the family dynamics of Thor and Sif and Throods, right? Like, it, like their yeah. how their family react, interacts with Odin and the rest of the or the rest of Asgard. Like, it's super interesting, and there's layers to it, and. It goes places in really interesting ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it, it's up there with like Hades of like super interesting interpretations of these characters that go in directions that that are not traditional at, at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like fair play to them for like in a world where we now know who Thor is because of the MCU, they just take it in a totally different <laughs> direction and being like, well, hey, actually,
0: the, that's the thing, right? Is oh, well, that, no, it is um, part of it, right? Like, so when is, you read that, when you read the stories, the yeah the only thing that you get about thor from the myths is uh that he has red hair mm-hmm. and a beard and has mjolnir and what mjolnir does th- nothing really describes his like body type or his like yeah. whatever so him being this kind of like slightly bigger scandinavian bodybuilder type where he's mm-hmm. like He's round, but he is ridiculously strong. Yep. makes total sense. Like that, that totally works in terms of like, yeah, that's that would work in terms of what that myth is and how that mm-hmm. works. So, it's is definitely that interpretation of Thor is definitely way more interesting than any other game. Any other game looks at the MCU and goes like, oh yeah, he's a he's big a blonde strong guy dude with hammer, tall and strong, yeah. big strong guy with hammer. Yeah, it's like no, but that's not what it says. So yeah, their interpretation of Thor is way more interesting and kind of not closer to the story, but like it's a more faithful twist if that makes sense yep. for sure yeah for
1: sure um yeah it's a, i am I, um, as as kind of with my reservations about that game i will see that thing through to the end i need to see they keep dropping mm. in little bits of like this could be spectacular and again it's the little story bits it's the first time you go to asgard and i was like oh they're going for, okay the big twist that happened to me last night the the Thor the Thor family relationship, all of that kind of stuff mm. like it that is the reason why I'm still going. It's not because of the video game, <laughs> it's because of that stuff, and I need yeah. to see what they do with it, especially after I'm looking forward to getting to that bit, and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> okay, right yeah, they, yeah. they mean it um cool. we should take a little break for a second um, refill yeah, sure. drinks and things and restart recordings so we can do this uh, we'll be back with some more games after this. <sighs> Back. Continuing our our first chat of twenty twenty two with my third game I want to talk about. I think it's probably the last one that's that's unique to me. I get the feeling my last two are ones you're also gonna bring up. But um Ixion for me is on my top five. Yep. Um that game kind of I was gonna say it came out of nowhere, but it kind of didn't. So I played a demo of this thing during one of the Steam Next fests, and it is a it's a city builder and I am more along the lines of, I like a city builder, but I'm not a big fan of like a 4X game. Like 4X games are too much for me. Um, they kind of lose focus about why I'm there, but city builders are a good scale of like, it's it can get pretty big and there's a lot to worry about, but it's it's much more contained in a, in a specific scenario. And I had a great time with, um, uh, Frostpunk when it came out as well because that did yeah. some interesting stuff. Frostpunk in frostpunk's a cool game. Yeah. Frostpunk for me the the reason I like Frostpunk is like the scenario basis. The base of Frostpunk being scenarios where like a game is like forty five minutes to an hour. Like there was a day yeah. after Frostpunk two got announced, I was like I should get back to Frostpunk and actually really get into it because I played it a little bit when it first came out and I was like I ah, don't know if I like this. and I, I spent eight hours playing Frostpunk one day like nonstop like morning to morning to evening. And it was just like, okay, it's a scenario. I know how the scenario works. I can pull this off. And you get like eight tries at it because it's like forty-five minutes to an hour long. And I really like that part of it. So exion feels like an evolution of of what um, kind of Frostpunk started, where it's chapter based. There's a story. There's straight progression through an actual story. Um, it has events that happen like on the station. I should probably say what it is. So it's it's a it's a city builder, but on a Toroid, like a donut space station, that is uh, the launch of which has essentially destroyed the Earth, and has come back and gone. Oh shit, we destroyed the Earth, and now we need to figure out what happened because there's also been a time skip in between. Um, I need to figure out what happened to the remnants of Earth and go and settle everyone who's on your station on a new planet and kind of save humanity. Um, but yeah, so it's got it's got the stuff from Frostpunk, like the the um. What would you even call it? Like the events that happen that are like moral decisions. Um, which sure, are, I mean which that are, works. Which are real goods. Um, a lot of the writings really, really. A lot of the not the writing. A lot of the the story construction they do in that is really interesting. Where like, so one of one of the the big interactions is like you send out sign ships to like. Um, like empty space stations or like blown up wreckages and ruins and planets. You send colonists out to planets and all that kind of stuff to explore what's happening. And a lot of that is where a lot of the kind of interesting story stuff is done. And you get like choice, like moral choices and all that kind of stuff. And there's one sure. of them, there's one of them that's like, um you go to like a medical um the the wreckage of a medical ship that that, that you find in the system. Um and it go, it goes in and it's like, hey, yeah, obviously they get hit by They lost shields and get hit by asteroids, which explains all the wreckage and all this kind of stuff that's there. Um, And they're like, "Hey, can you? Do you want to explore the cargo um, holds to get supplies? Do you want to explore the the systems, try and figure out exactly what happened and who was there and all this kind of stuff?" And then there's this big door that says "Do not open." That's got a bunch of seals on it. Uh,
0: Do you want to open it? And it's like seals, like like air seals, not like animal seals.
1: Sorry, yeah, like like big locks, big fucking do not open, like. Yeah, big metal I don't know if you are going to like find it.
0: a bunch of like space seals. No, or whatever no, no. no, no.
1: Um, you do find a dog at one point, which if you get the option to get the dog, get the dog. It saves your ass a number of times, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but there's this door that's like, yeah, do not fucking open this door. And it just gives you the option. It's like, hey, do you want to open the door? Or do you want to try and open the door? Like, yeah, sure. Um, And again, some of these decisions are like stat-based. It's, well, not stat-based, but like research-based. So it's like, hey, you can only yeah. do this if you have um, like spacewalk training and, and all this kind of stuff. Um it's like yeah access the system to try and open the door, and you get um the you eventually crack the door and the way that the text is done, the text is usually done via like interactions with the main a i of the station, so it'll be like fourteen hundred hours crew reports that x y z and all this kind of stuff, and they crack the door seal and then there's just this gap in the time and then it, it comes back and it's like um of the three of the three um uh three crewmen we sent into the room four came out and it's like wait oh god wait what um and then you could do decisions like do you just um put them all on this on the science ship and blow up the ship like do you just like disconnect and just hit self-destruct on the science ship you lose the ship and all the crew that's on it but god knows what's yeah. actually on that ship like that kind of stuff is all super interesting mm. um and they really and they go for it, and it's it, it also it serves it, it does what is, I think is really important about City Builder, where there's always something that needs to occupy your time, usually two things at the same time, and it's yeah, always you need in, to have
0: you need to have multiple goals at once that all conflate with each other like that, so and that. also
1: multiple crises or not crises, but multiple things that can ha- that you need to keep on top of to like keep everything churning yeah, away, sure. yeah. Um, and it, admittedly, like only came out December, um, twenty twenty two, but. And so they're patching it and reworking some stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? We didn't explain the system well enough, and blah blah." blah. So that a lot of this is like at time of recording, but there's some systems in there that's like, I feel like this just needs a couple of little tweaks to either explain exactly what it's doing or be more lenient in how it does it. I talk about it a little bit yeah. in the video we did. I show some examples of this kind of stuff, but like as a basis, like completely solid base for for them to do a lot with. Like they could do a lot more with with this. This idea and a lot of the systems and and stuff in here, I feel like I either want them to do more of, or I want other games to just straight up steal. Um, it's it didn't come out of early access as well, which is interesting. Like a lot of these games, for good reasons, will come through early access as a way of going like, here's our content stuff, and then we can spend early access using people to like tweak stuff and get like just stuff. Like this came straight at the gate. It was like, yep, here's the whole thing, and it's like basically flawlessly balanced like the the level of resources you need for various things seems fair but difficult mm. but it's just it's a it's a fantastically well put together thing also it's the studio that did um 4k mechanicus which got which was a really yes. well received game very good game um, yeah really cool game so yeah if you want some credibility on top there but yeah so Exion it's a uh, it's on on steam now i think it's like 25 i think like that but it's i've put a Thirty hours, something like that, into it already. Like it, it occupied multiple weekends for me. Where I was just like, "Okay, I'm sure. gonna, I'm gonna play a yeah. bit of this," and then suddenly it's like, "Oh dinner, oh shit." Um, yeah, it's ixion is is super, super good. One of the best. If I was to make up my own awards, like best um opening cinematic, I think.
0: Yeah, that opening is really strong. Uh, is
1: really we we I show it in the in the video we've done, which will go up just after this. Um. God, such a good conceit and such a great way of showing that conceit um, in a real, oh fuck, they did it moment. Um, yeah. Super cool. Xeon is, is excellent. Um, cool. So what, what what would your next game
0: be? Uh, okay, right. this is <laughs> sadly, this would have been the last game that I talked about, which is probably going to be the last game you were going to talk about as well, but something else came along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we're going to talk about Citizen Sleeper. Yep. Um, so yeah citizen sleeper we've talked about this game a lot this year um for for what that game is which is like a a cyber like a cyberpunk visual novel role-playing sort of game yeah it does so much so well that it's kind of it's kind of insane where It gives you everything that you want out of cyberpunk where it's like cool tech and overbearing corporations and the actual actual moment-to-moment stuff is actually about the people dealing with this situation and how fucked everything is but they're still struggling to get by and all that stuff and like the unity that you get a lot in cyberpunk as well as all the interesting like tech stuff and science and all that stuff that's behind it. It presents this world in that is limited limited to this this ship, the eye, but manages to tell so many interesting and varied stories within it that I I, I it's it's staggering how they manage to pull it off. Like yep. it's the personal award I gave it was the so hard to find decent folk nowadays award, <laughs> which yep. is uh uh-huh. It, yep. it is it is, it is central to Citizen Sleeper, which I thought was quite good. But that is a quote from the original Baldur's Gate, right? And um, the opening area. And I wanted to give it a Baldur's Gate quote because mm. it was the it was the the thing I got to I got you to talk about on the spoiler cast of like yeah. its ability to abstract itself as a DM. Yes, it is Citizen Sleeper is the 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 Baldur's Gate of modern TR- TTRPGs, where it is taking the modern idea of like D6 based system and clocks and locking stuff. Yep. And doing it automated. And it does it so well. It's unbelievable. I'm so impressed by that thing as ability to be a very it's a very hands-off DM, which is a (laughs) cool DM to be, but it's still very much a here's the system, here's how it works, you still need to do roles, you still need to do all this stuff. It is staggeringly good at that. That was just I forgot to say that at the time and I wanted to bring it up now just as a as a top level mechanical thing, I'm so impressed by it. As someone that is both a DM themselves and a like avid fan of like automated DM-based like Baldur's Gate style stuff. Yep. Super impressive. Like another level of super impressive. Yep. Um, sure. There is so much in that game that is so different. And it's all very well written. And it's all backed up with this like amazing. We've talked about that before, where it's like a, a like a tabletop RPG core book sort yeah. of art. Um, it's just it's a staggering thing, and there's there's so much in it, and we you 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 managed to talk about it in the the spoiler cast, which I'm upset I missed.
1: But yeah, um, yeah. So, so for people who want to know more and do not care about spoilers, like I, I did a spoiler cast with um, friend of the show Bida, and they, we we really went into like some of the. We talk mainly about story, but also like how the mechanics of this game play into the story, um, mm. in in ways that like you don't see, a, you don't get a lot of in this. Like a lot of, so I, the developer, I follow a developer on Twitter, and they have talked quite a lot about the fact that they don't. Particularly like it when people call it a visual novel without also talking about the RPG part of it. Like they consider it an RPG. No, of course, yeah. It's, they consider yeah. it an RPG, which is very true. Like not just because it's got the trappings, like because it's like stats and dice rolls and all that kind of stuff. Because it is like because you are playing a role, right? And you are customizing that role. No,
0: a lot. Of course, yeah. Where a lot of visual novels. Not, I, I, I am not. I'm no, not no, no, saying no. that I, as a visual novel. It, it has visual novel style mechanics, yes. but it is, it is a role playing game. It's, but
1: but specifically, the thing that they're talking about is that it's it's about. The, you are yeah you are it, you don't have a lot of agency in a lot of visual novel stories sometimes or it's a lot of like no, it's a lot yeah. of pre written text with like some forks and like it's it's, it's
0: it's it's a lot of visual novels have a lot of like binary choice where yeah. it's like one or the other exactly it's not yeah
1: um, and I think the thing that's really interesting about Citizen Sleeper in this kind of genre is that you do you make your own sleeper in a way that you don't in a lot of other games like. You think about something like, like big RPGs, like the closest I would think is like kind of Mass Effecty, where like your shepherd is the collection of a bunch of decisions you've made up to that point and living with your like, what did you do with the Ragnos and, and all this kind of stuff? And it does affect yeah. how your character behaves, stuff like that. A lot of this is like your sleeper is a particular sleeper. And again, when on the podcast we're talking about we're talking about which ending we took, um, the fact that there's like seven or eight points where you can just you can just say you're done and say you're like, yep, this is yeah, the thing. just
0: yeah, peace out the ship, yeah.
1: yeah. And it's been a while for me before since I have played a game where I was like, this is the decision my sleeper would make, hundred percent. It's not the decision I yeah. would make, but the character I'm playing, hundred percent. This is that's, what that yeah, character that's, would do. That is,
0: that is good role playing. Is when exactly? You're like, yeah, yeah, it's the thing you, you, you understand that that character and you are a different entity. Exactly,
1: you know? it's so, the thing that you want from like a tabletop game. Is like, yep, this yeah. is yeah. yep. Totally, like it rates it rates itself in the, in that point. Um, so I
0: don't I don't remember what because it was a while since I listened to that. What ending did you end up with? Because I, I remember what
1: left the sh- I left the eye with um, with uh, oh God um, Mina and Lem. I got them the tickets. Oh, Okay, right. I got them right, the tickets okay, sure. with the, the the that's like hey you need to go with them, and I didn't. I say I. I don't think my sleeper wanted to. I think my sleeper really wanted to stay in the eye, but got to the situation where it was like this is the right thing to do. There's no other. There's no other decision here. Yeah. Um. And I mean, we, we so I, I, yeah.
0: I under, I understand that as like the. But I think it got to the point in my, in my game where it was by sleeper was like there was too much left to do. Yep. So you can just sort of you can just sort of leave it, and they. They go off on their own and then you so stay on it's, the,
1: the ship. So I mean, we obviously—it's
0: it's really sad, though. It, it is really—it's heartbreaking, that, but, yeah.
1: um, and especially the 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 text you get at the end. Like, if you do leave, like there is a degree of sadness. Like the sleeper does have some degree of sadness that they're leaving the eye behind, but understands that, like, hey, this is how life takes you sometimes, and you'll you'll make it work yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It's really uh, again just spectacularly written. Um spectacularly written game but so we, we, obviously at the time of the spidercast we only had the first episode of the DLC out um yeah. but an interesting thing as well is like how do you introduce DLC into a game that has a story that technically has an ending right um and in that case what happens with me is like I boot my save back up to play the DLC and um you basically get the decision point again at your ending which is like do you like do you leave the ship do you not leave the ship and obviously you don't leave the ship. You don't leave the station because yeah. you want the rest of the DLC. And then that's the point where I saw the other side of that, where it's like, you get them through the things and then you just jump off the fucking balcony and just kick yourself yeah, back you onto leave, the station. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah. shit. Okay, fine.
0: It's, re- it's really sad it's, Yeah, you
1: see the look in their eyes and you're like, oh man, I'm glad I didn't do this originally, but this does make sense. And then, like, all the other thing as well, like, I don't know how much of the DLC you've played, but like, the DLC's really good. The DLC's doing... Different stuff again, where they're they're dealing with different issues.
0: Um, yeah, and we—that's the thing. It's the thing that really gets the gets me about in Sleeper* is that how much, like, how, how how many different story types there are in that game. It's not there's like the like struggling family stories with Lem and stuff like that. There's like the the struggling businesses stuff, which I don't know if you saw with like Bliss and like the. I did everything um, in that game
1: before I. Did my story? Yeah.
0: I so that is it—the uh, the, the struggling business stuff with them. Yep. There's like the the horrible backstory, mercenary stuff. There's oh
1: god, the the I don't I don't want to just go over all the stuff we did in the the cast. But man, yeah. like Ethan's story is so tragic. The yeah, tragic,
0: absolutely tragic stories. The
1: the uh, the. the the killer the ai construct that's hunting you down is like mm. legit one of the most terrifying creatures i've ever come across in a video game like the way it's described yeah. and stuff like that is so good um for me it was it was i think the other thing i really appreciate about the game is in a in a year where so i also played a lot of cyberpunk this year like 2077 again i yeah, started yeah. my second playthrough and like it's a really for me like that game i think i've, I've talked about this before but for me like it was my realization was like oh this is why people like Skyrim. Oh, this is why people like Fallout. Like, there's a th- there's enough stuff in there where you're like, this is a world I can just hack, I can just fuck around in and see a bunch of stuff, and it's well realized and all- and all this kind of stuff. Like, I get that stuff, but Cyberpunk, again, as we talked about, like, is a very specific view of Cyberpunk, right? It's like '80s yeah. tabletop Cyberpunk. It's it's, incre- it's, it's it's
0: incredibly traditional Cyberpunk, yeah. like it is. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think the thing that I liked about Citizen so Sleeper. Sl- citizen sleepers version of cyberpunk is it, it is incredibly hopeful in a way that like yeah you don't get in a lot in a lot of stories set like this where like yeah like yes the corporation is completely fucking everyone and there's a lot of people in really dire straits but the amount of like the your uh, I, i'm trying to remember the exact line but they were talking about this in the on the, the waypoint game of the year stuff but like yes your material conditions can be affected by the relationships that you have and it's like, that's yeah. the whole thing. And especially, again, especially when you hit the DLC, when the all the refugees come in from, from the other station, and you're like, okay, we need to get them fed. Cool. I have a relationship with the person that grows the mushrooms. I have a relationship with the person that, that delivers the food. Yeah, I have that. And it, all of that stuff immediately kicks in. And you're like, cool. You've built up this relationship. You can use it to help people. Everyone can help each other. Like, ignoring all of the corp stuff that's in there. Like, fuck all of them. But also uh, yeah, and I I just think uh, I I like the hopefulness that it adds in there where like even in even in this dire situation, like it is about the community that's around you.
0: It's the it's the thing that yeah, it's the the ultimate thing I was gonna bring up was the even even with all the like the tragedy and stuff in that game, the game ends a lot of story threads with some sort of like redemption or um or actually like actually achieving a goal or like finding greater purpose or something like that. Yes. It's not all it's not all cyberpunk level of cloud over everything, everybody's fucked. It's like, yeah, everybody's fucked, but it is about how how the people around you can up you can all uplift each other together. Yep. And like you can see it you can see it in like the stuff with bliss and it's like yep. Yeah, we're getting fucked over by this corporation. But if we really do just work hard enough and work together, we can do it. Like that's the thing. Yeah, we can carve. Our like own. Even down, e- we can. Yeah, you can carve your own ship, and we can yep. get out. Like we don't need the corporation to the. Do- and even when you get into like the even something as small as like the guy who runs the food cart.
1: God, I doing, love Emphis so much. I
0: yeah, Emphis is great, oh. and all it is is literally just like it is literally just a guy trying to make good star fry. Yep, and. You're helping them by getting them real mushrooms. And all you do is sit, let them cook his stir fry and talk about life. And it is it is some amazing character writing. It is really good story. But it ends with you get him these really good mushrooms. He makes this really good stuff. And he's like, this is going to help a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people come around here. It's like one of the central places of the hub that by by you doing this, you are improving a great amount of people's lives, even in a small way yeah you are helping the eye and the people on the eye. It's such a great way to push that kind of like cyberpunk thing to another area of hope for the future, yeah which cyberpunk has in like little bits here and there where it's like you get most but most of the time the cyberpunk thing where the hope is you've pulled off this run and you got paid for it. Yeah. And that's your level of hope of yeah. like, shit, we've got money to like get better. Or it's also, survive it's, it's, day, it's all purely capital not,
1: based. It's not based on, yeah, it's all capital. People.
0: It's not like society yeah. and people and all that stuff, which is a really cool twist on how it looks at it. It's yeah. sleeper pulls off really well.
1: There's also a lot but, of, there's also a lot of restraint in some of it as well, where like you get glimpses of emphasis, like how emphasis got here. Like it, I, I, it's been a while since I've, I've I saw his original story, but like, I think they talk about like, he was a head of military. How he background lost his arm and stuff, yeah. and like how he lost how he lost his arm and all this kind of stuff. And it was like you could go into way more detail than that, but that's not. But emphasis put that behind them, and yeah. So so we're not going to get into that because it's it's not important, right? It's about what he does now.
0: Yeah, it's not important to him as that person, so it's not important to yeah. us. So and
1: also not, yeah. also specifically for emphasis and and that stuff, like. I, We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the sound in this game. Like both the sound, the atmosphere, and the music in this game is like that. That soundtrack is basically flawless. Like it is absolutely Mm. incredible in a way that I haven't had a soundtrack hit me in a while. Like to the point where, like specifically the emphasis stuff, like I am in the I am in the process of writing music based on that one scene. Right, like that Mm. doesn't happen to me. I don't do that. But there's something about the way that created the image in my head, where I was like, "I can do something with this." Um, it's kind of it's just spectacular. It is such a great achievement.
0: Yeah, astounding video game. Yeah,
1: and again, like it is not a one-off. Like the DLC, the the expansion stuff is also excellent, and it is again doing different stuff again where. Again, we're talking spoilers. the The moment in the, the the refugee the the episode one of the DLC where somebody from the government comes to you and is like, "Yo, we know what you're doing. You can't do this because you're going to make things worse." And again, mm. the 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 easy way out of that is that this is a cyberpunk game, and somebody from the government slash corp is coming to you to say things. Say no, fuck them. Like that's the default yeah. behavior. But they do make a really they make a compelling argument they really do yeah. talk in the right way. And they, 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 sound genuine and the way that you talk to them, they're like, look, we're just trying to do what we can. I'm restricted by X, Y, and Z, but like, we're just kind of do what we
0: can. Well, and then you get, it's to the th- same thing with, Oh, sorry. You go.
1: no, And then you, then you go on to, you, you meet the, you go back to the other and it was like, Hey, somebody from the government came to talk to me. And when you get that decision point of like, and, and what did this, and how did you feel about what they said? And you were like, maybe they have a point and maybe we should think. and like." All I wanted to say was like, "Hey, maybe we should take this into account when we're doing it." And it perfectly replicated the thing that happens in the real world, where you say a thing and don't hundred percent think about it, and it just it sets somebody the wrong way, and suddenly you lose. Like somebody just fucking storms
0: off, and you are like, "Ah, fuck! No, yeah. I should
1: have done that better." Like it just encapsulates that whole thing so well, and it's um, you see, you, yeah.
0: you see a very similar thing with the the. Oh, I can't remember. It's the the storyline I think that branches off of you helping the doctor where mm. it's like it's about like the or I, it may be the hacker guy, I can't remember where it's about like corporate policing and like all that and stuff. that's
1: Sabine, where, yeah, that's all the that's the Yeah, doctor.
0: Sabine and stuff, all that stuff where it's obviously you're you're like like you said, like the, the default in that cyberpunk world is to be like, oh corporation, like don't mm-hmm. don't trust it, like don't fuck with them, they're they're police, they're cops, whatever, like yeah. don't trust it. But if you hear them out there's a lot of like Yeah, okay, they they do the thing of like, oh yeah, if you help us, we'll pay you with this really expensive medicine or whatever. Yeah. But when you actually sit and talk to them, they make the convincing points of like how the how stuff like this has a wider impact on the hub as a whole, yep. not just like this one thing. Yep. So yeah, they are they are good at seeing it from every side and they write it in that way that is it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. And
1: also like the nail personal stories as well, like the the all of Ankita's story it's yeah. just heartbreaking. Like that Yeah,
0: absolutely. The, the, tragic, the point yeah. the
1: point where you go into the, the the ending of that story where you go and you like you you see all the the, the wires hooked into the AI of of this person trying mm. to save their, their thing and it's just like the the visceralness of of Ankita's yanking those cables out of the AI and the implications that has for you as a sleeper and all this kind of stuff. It's just yeah. it's so
0: But then also so, like we were saying, then loops around again to the end of Bliss's storyline where she shows yep. up again, yep, and then you get this sort of like redemption of like we both understand that we're not that we're, we're we're not exactly friends, but there is this level of like uh, professional capacity, and she wants to help and all that yep. stuff. So it is a uh, yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, so
1: that's that's if if I had to pick, that was my game of the year this year. That was it was it was a
0: oh, I totally like I I was right there with you right up until yep. the end of the year, <laughs> right, and then okay. yeah. Um, so for me because you picked that right yeah, that yeah. Me.
1: so my other one so we just talked about citizen sleeper but my other game in my top 5 is neon white um, yeah. that game it has not happened many times before but that game made me understand the genre I have absolutely zero interest in uh, in a way that shocks me so like I don't I don't I like watching speedrunning I enjoy watching yeah. people break systems. I have no interest in doing it myself. I I, I can't. Mm-hmm. My brain is not wired to let me just sit with one thing forever and just do it over and over until I crack that one little thing. And yeah. then Neon White came along and I spent 30 hours doing exactly that. And it's yeah. wild how they... It is such a incredibly tuned game, but in a way that... There are there are multiple places where this game could have completely failed. I, I think and I think the main part of it is to get someone like me involved is to ease you into it. Is the staggered is the medal system.
0: Yeah, they they is, they, they, sl- they slow it to the point where the the introduction of new systems is done at like the exact perfect pace, like exactly when yes. you need it
1: to be. There's the systems part of it, but also like the medals system as well, where it's like oh, yeah, that too, if you yeah. just if you just bro- if you just bronze a thing, like if you just get to the end, that's an achievement of its own. And then it's like, okay, if you get there and like get it under the speed, that's another thing. And then we will give you the hint to be like, here's how you really fucking do this. And that mm. not only does that like help you learn how to use and abuse the systems in that game, but also just like complete other paths you'd never have. Like if you left that gold medal there without that hint, I would have not finished this game because it's just like,
2: yeah, I sure. don't know how
1: you're supposed to figure that out. And and it feels like it, you would look at that and go like, well, that defeats the purpose, right? The whole point of this game is for you to find your gold medal thing, and it's like, yeah, but the hints are not solutions; they are hints. It is a thing where you get to a thing and says, "Hey, how about rather than going right, you jump left, and then you jump left, and you go, oh, okay," and then you and there's a whole other learning process, and it's just, it's just so spectacular. It's and. Yep.
0: And it wouldn't it wouldn't work as well if the actual like playing of that game didn't work as well as it did. Yeah, totally. Like the it the variant in the so guns good. and how that affects your movement is re- it feels so good and it's so yep. much fun. Yeah, um, and even even if you take it to the next level above that, yes, I agree with you. The 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 inclusion of that clue thing gets you into that mindset and shows you what you can do, and stuff like that. But then there are people out there. Just doing even better without the clue, just because that movement system works as well as it does. Yep. Like they are, there are people doing some crazy shit. If you look at like actual speed runs in the on white, people doing wild stuff that it's it's crazy. Yeah, they've provided them with such good tools to be able to pull it off. It is yeah.
1: And it's also it it's an interesting way of way of grading that stuff. Where even as someone who is not a completionist, like at all, really, unless Mm -hmm. it's like unless it's like weird, like. I don't know. Immortals, Phoenix Rising aside, um, like I don't, I I don't give a shit. But the fact that like you get, you can get to gold. Like everyone can achieve gold at some point with some practice and some real effort. But then they've also got the Ace rate ranking, not Ace, uh, the yeah. whatever the Red ranking is that, that's yeah, in there. Yeah. And I can look at that and go like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah, I'm fine. Like I'm just yeah. looking at those you know, numbers, and, the, and I'm yeah. like, Yep, I'm good. And it's not like it's not like a it's not like a like a success fail thing, it's like no, I've achieved a great thing to get here. I I don't need that extra bit. I'm good. And it, the the fact that it's it lets you lets you have little achievements on the way up to the big achievement. Yeah, yeah, It's it's just it's just really really cool. I don't know. Like I I I saw some really mixed stuff about like the. It, it feels like the writing either hits or doesn't. I thought it was fine. I I, I, so I thought it was. The, it's the thing. Good.
0: It's the thing that pulled me out of that game and kind of knocked off my top five list. Is yeah. that I. I could not stand the writing of that game. Right, like, okay. There was there were points where I was like literally just skipping dialogue because I didn't want to hear it, and it was yeah, yeah. like, yeah. yeah I totally. I think it really led it. to the the it, it the gameplay and the look of that game and the soundtrack of that game mm-hmm. are stunning. They're yep. great. I yep. love them to death. It's just that the writing and the characters in that game are just too tropey and yep. too totally annoying to me that I just, I just couldn't I couldn't do it. Um,
1: it's it's really playing the like you listen to you listen to the developers talk and it's like yeah like yeah you were inspired by mm. mid-90s anime like that's what that is it is 100% that like they, they've they yeah. added their own they've added tweaks on top of it where it's less problematic tropey than it maybe is in those in those original source materials but like that's that's 100% what they're going for and they nailed it and you either like that or you don't like it's it's yeah for sure i i understand where you're coming from for, completely yeah um yeah i i don't know it, it worked for me i think mechanically it's a little bit like the, the the visual novel part of it It was like it it kind of drags a little bit but i, I don't know if the, the the little bits of drama they add in there and a the little bits of pathos and stuff like that like i i don't know it worked it worked for me a little yeah. bit. yeah if it works um, for you it works for you yeah, like, that's fine totally. it.
2: Yeah.
1: um but yeah I, yeah like visually just incredible just like it, it's such a unique looking game and again yeah a recurring theme in here like such a great interpretation of what they're trying to show like this this is this is Mm. um purgatory right and the idea that purgatory starts with like what looks like fucking florida right and it's like boats and like a vaporwave cover album with like yachts and like lots of lush water and all this kind of stuff and it's like yeah it's such a good i mean i'm a sucker for that look anyway see paradise killer a game which i need to go back and play again i feel um, but like yeah it's it's such a cool interpretation of of what they're doing mechanically yeah, like 100% solid soundtrack is superb for exactly what that game is
0: yeah. but not it's, it's for that for that style it's great yeah yep
1: it's um yeah it, it's and again like the, the main reason it's on my list is like I put so many so many hours into that game and it's a type of game I would not touch it is it is <laughs> again if I'm making up for words on the spot um. Game you would never play that you put thirty hours into. It brought to you by Fury. That is this game yeah, for me. It is, yeah. it is absolutely spectacular, and I keep meaning to go back to it. Like I kind of want to start a new save and be like, forget how I've got, forget where I am, and just yeah, and, to try see, and see if I can yeah. do it again. Um, yeah. The one, the one downside I will say, like um the one bit I did, it almost lost me. I think the only thing that doesn't a hundred percent work in that game is the rocket launcher. I think the rocket launcher in that game.
0: Yeah, the rocket launcher is a bit weird. It you that, removes because...
1: the like everything in that game up to that point is so um, accurate. Oh, not accurate, it's the wrong word. Um, it's so what am, I even to, what am I even trying to say? Like you know exactly the outcome, or once you get the feel right, like you know exactly how much the pistol jump's going to get you. Yeah, and you know exactly how what distance it's going to be. You know exactly the distance for the 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 rifle dash. Like all that kind of stuff is there. The the fact that the rocket launcher is not a hit scan weapon and that its ability is like a little bit physics-y, you feel less in control in a game that's all about self-control and about how you control your body through that that world, it loses a bit of that. And there's definitely some of those rocket launcher levels where I'm just like there's specifically one the I don't know if it's the gift or if it's the gold medal for that level, I can't remember. But there's one where like you have to get a bunch of rocket launchers and then rocket jump your way up a wall. Um,
0: oh yeah, I remember that. I yeah, spent yeah.
1: hours on that, and I—it's a bit not,
0: unpredictable. Yeah. I
1: could not figure out what I was doing because yeah, because it's rocket jumping, right? And rocket jumping inherently yeah. is like depending on how close you are to the ground when it fires. Depending, on I was gonna get,
0: say yeah, unless you're very, very good at rocket jumping, yeah, it's a bit unpredictable. That, that, <laughs>
1: that was that was the most infuriating part. That one section is the one bit that I was like, man, this fucking sucks. Everything else in that yeah. game spectacular. But yeah, Neon White is is really really good. Yeah. And I've heard also. I just if people decide to pick it up, I've heard multiple people say there is a point in that game where you need to switch to mouse and keyboard, and suddenly it becomes playable. Yeah. I yeah, do yeah, not yeah. know how totally you play that, that, that game on a console. I just I don't understand it. It's so exactly. Yeah, I can not
0: understand that anybody playing that game with a controller. I know <laughs> it looks like a shooter, but it's not. Like, it's that's not. The,
1: it's yeah. not. Um, yeah, Neil White is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. So this will be your the last game, I think, because that's all my
0: yeah. five. So. Um, so yeah, before before I go into the last game, I wanted to go back quickly to *Citizen mm. Sleeper* because I, I I gave it. Uh, so yeah, just before I get into my game of the year thing, the last thing I want to talk about. I can, I like bringing this up because we did this in game of the year and stuff and it was always fun. Was uh, specifically music. The mm. the three th- the three games that I would bring up in terms of like soundtracks, people should go and listen to mm. *Citizen Sleeper*, which we talked about. Adosium, yep. yep. absolutely incredible ambient electronic album brilliantly brilliantly crafted still listen to it neon white again talked about that just there really good like synth wave cool chill vibe that also has this weird amp up ramp thing Mm -hmm. and um honestly xenoblade chronicles 3 like xenoblade chronicles 3 has such a good soundtrack there are so many cool like open world uh, area music and stuff like that and character themes that are used as like leitmotifs and stuff like that. It's a very well crafted soundtrack mm. and the thing that it does that I that appeals to me and my, the the core of my heart is that they make a JRPG soundtrack and they say okay what happens if we put a bunch of like uh, tin whistles and stuff over it? Nice. So we yep. give it this kind of like weird folky edge because the game has this like mechanic of people sending like souls back to the origin point and they do it through this like weird flute tin whistle performance so the two main characters both have these instruments so that is incorporated a lot into the soundtrack and like it works in like a J it do, they make like a amazing jrpg battle theme and then just give it a fucking tin whistle solo it's so good and it works so well <laughs> for me and they, the, they, they do it, and like there's this recurring song called "You Will Know Our Names," and the the Xenoblade Chronicles soundtrack. It's like the famous Xenoblade song. You would probably know it if you heard yeah. it, but yeah. the version in three has this like amazing folk whistle breakdown in it. It's. Oh, it's so good. I listen to that <laughs> song so much. It's brilliant. It, it, they, oh God, I'll play it for you afterwards. Yeah, yeah man, I'll, need it's to hear, so good. I'll need to hear that. I just want I, I to give a, a special shout out to games that had amazing soundtracks this year because yeah, they, they still I, hold up.
1: I can probably add a few on there as well. Um, yeah, go for it. That's... Tinykin, uh, a game that I'll, I'll talk about briefly in a little bit, but like really surprisingly good use of music and specifically like environmental music as well. I think I talked about it a little bit in the podcast, but yeah, yeah. really surprised me that thing. Um, the Xion soundtrack, sort like on its own, surprisingly yep. also very good. Um, there's something else as well. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. But like th- those were the two. Like on top of like of the ones we've already talked about. Yeah, Super yeah. and-, and Neon White as well. Um, spectacular as um, audio.
0: So um, I, I get the yeah. feel. I get the feeling that you're going to do honourable mentions before you. Do- save my honourable mentions. But- yeah, I have a couple of honourable mentions after after we're done. So yeah. this uh, the. My last game and the game that for me is like standout game of the year, um, <laughs> as a surprise to no one, if you know me as a person, yeah. um, is Pentiment. It's a game that I played like literally in the last like month and a half of the year. I have um, never
1: seen more breathless IA messages from you just consistently going... It- how does this game exist? Why is this
0: a? I, how yeah. is this working? This yeah. This game is absolutely staggering for the perspective of a, a game that exists. Pentiment is a 16th century murder mystery narrative role playing game. They 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 say it's like the they were inspired by like stuff like Disco Elysium, where it's more about talking than fighting and all yep. that stuff, which is comes through the lineage of like Planescape Torment and all these games, games yes. that I. Utterly adore and have shaped yes, me as people. Exactly, pentiment is is that, but in the 16th century context. If you were a game developer and you went to any publisher and said that mm-hmm. of like we play Disco Elysium and we want to make a 16th century murder mystery narrative RPG,
1: which, they would which show which you visually, the door. Which visually like, is inspired by marginalia of medieval writings. Yeah, like has has the, has, yeah,
0: has the the style of the art the the art of the margins of yeah medieval treaties and books and stuff like that but they would they would show you the door they'd be like nobody fucking wants that game what the hell yeah. are you talking about get out but it's obsidian it's josh Shire. it's it has this pedigree so i'm assuming because of their pedigree they were able to convince microsoft to be like please let us make this and then we'll go do something else yeah and oh my god i'm so glad they made this game because i talked about it in sifu where it feels like it sifu it, felt like a game made for me and like like some other people yeah Pentiment feels like a game made for me and like maybe three other people <laughs> yeah. like it uh-huh. is it's yep. so specific and the people that it works for it works so well that it. it oh god there's so much to talk about in this game mm-hmm. so the Anders the guy that you play is a this journeyman artist that is kind of trying to find his like life's masterpiece in a world where he is like he is passionate about art and then eventually loses that passion for art and then is left in this state of like, what the fuck do I who am I? Like what I do in this. And that is it's a really good basis for a character that you then get to shape based on like where he did his education, what he learned while he was at university. It's all these very instead of it being like like a disco Elysium where it's like how how are various aspects of your body scaled. Or like any other RPG where it's like I put three points into strength. It's like, no, how well educated is this person? What yep. are they educated in? How how were they educated? Like in what way? What did they study in times when they weren't in university? Yep. What languages do they know? It's these really, really interesting and delicate choices of this one character that has this basis already that really shape how the world is perceived. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you're the sort of person that is like the, ga- the the game itself, because of the time at which it's set, is a lot to do with the push and pull of like power. Mm. It's about powers of the church and how they exert that power over the the peasants that are like the farm workers and all that stuff. So then it deals with religion, it deals with uh power as a whole, it deals with like aristocracy, it deals with all these things, and how that how Anders as a man is educated affects how you impact that world, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the 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 whole basis of the game. Is that I say it's a murder mystery based in the 16th century, but the murders themselves are they end up just being focal points for a community. Yeah, and you as the the person investigating, quote unquote, the murders, are presented with like multiple options and motives and opportunities and stuff like that to the point where you feel like any of them could have done it. There there is no hard evidence because it's the 16th century. You don't have like DNA or anything like that. It's just based on stuff that you find. So any of them could have done it. And all it is is you giving your opinion and being like, I found this, this seems suspect. He was here at the time. I think he might have been the one that did it, not this other person. Mm -hmm. And all that ends up happening is you pick the person and everybody goes, okay, cool, kill him. Like, he killed another person, kill him. And that is... It is so not like the rest of the murder mystery genre where it's like you have some grand reveal and then the the ultimate villain is revealed and then they get taken away. Um, It's just this kind of, like, flat out, okay, if you say so, boom, gone. Like, that's it. And so the the murder mystery thing is not central the central thing is how your decision and how you present that thing impacts this community and this world at large so like the the example i can give you of like the first murder my my person who was like an educated artist who had done like studies of medicine and studies into the occult and all this sort of stuff found one of the priests had a bunch of like occult Paraphernalia and like notes that says they were doing weird rituals with this other person. So they, the conclusion would end up being: I think this priest might have tried to kill this guy so that it doesn't get revealed that he's a satanist or like some sort of like he he is dabbling in the occult, which at that time is obviously heresy. So you'd be put to death and all that stuff. You do that, that then you then do a time jump of Andrews goes away and becomes his master. He becomes this like does his masterpiece, becomes a master uh, artist. Goes away, works in. I think I had him working in like uh, Spain and stuff like that. And comes back to this town, and everything is changed. Like it's it's different based on that choice. Where mm. the church suddenly becomes incredibly defensive. The the people are naturally quite destructive of you because what you've said is that like priests, which are incredibly high in the ranking, suddenly are capable of things like murder and that isn't great a great look for the people in the so it ends up with like the whole chapter 2 is about like a citizens revolt in the 16th century right and so it is you can see how these choices are impacting this community and this world and stuff like that so you suddenly realize the game's not about murder mystery the game is about choice and the whole story revolves around the idea of like the basis of truth and the basis of belief and faith and power and all these sort of things it's all about because that's the it's great when when you play this game and you don't know what the word pentiment means because you then look at what the word pentiment means and it makes perfect sense like pentiment is the the stuff that when you take away layers of a painting you find other paintings underneath oh that's yes. pentiment okay. got you so the game is about layers it's about pulling away personal belief or truth or situation or circumstance to get to the core of what this community or this situation is so. It is this fascinating character study of 16th century uh, Bavaria, which is where this is set in a town called Tessering, That it it is just like game games don't. Again, I said this when Disco Elysium came out. Games don't do this. Mm-hmm. They don't yep. talk about stuff like this. They don't deal with these sort of issues, and they don't talk about it in terms of a historical capacity. Like a bunch of people would play Pentiment and learn. A ton of stuff about yeah, history totally like they, the, you, the the lord that you talked to in the first half hour of the game one of the first questions he asked you is like what do you feel about lutheranism and fucking who knows what about lutheranism in like 2023 like i do because i did a bunch of religious studies and stuff like that but like there's a, there's a bunch of people that would be like i what like when someone says what's your opinion on martin luther in the 16th century you don't know being mm-hmm. in 2023, but in the 16th century, that's a huge question. Exactly. Like that's a massive contextual question. Like between um,
1: between the stuff that you said and like the little bits of of like people streaming the game and stuff that I've seen, like mm. it doesn't feel crazy to say that there are probably some people who will play Pentiment and this will become the thing that says I want to go study medieval history or this this particular period. Absolutely, of yeah. Like people, no, like you could yeah. see that, like all, like like people who people who went and saw goodfellas and we're like i want to go make movies right like it's that kind of level of like this is the type of thing that media can do right it will it will show you if you it will show you a thing you've never seen before and you go oh shit actually i wanted yeah i want to make this a thing right mm-hmm. and it, i think the other thing like we have talked about how like how does this game exist the stuff like the microsoft uh, acquisition which was like one of the big stories of this year right like giant Obscene amount of money of Microsoft obtaining Activision and Bethesda was the Bethesda one was also twenty twenty two right or was that announced yeah. previously and then just came through anyway these giant acquisitions right if it is like the generally bad consolidation bad thing right but if you yeah. have a company with unlimited funds like Microsoft who buys a bunch of studios and then goes entirely hands off and goes. You're Josh Shire and you're Obsidian. Yeah, go fucking make your yeah. Yeah, make like, a game. Go, Just go make, go make, a, make game. a game. Like, like if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like the 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 combination of Microsoft having unlimited money and Game Pass means that a game yeah. like this can exist in a world where it would never be able to before.
0: Sure. And yeah. Like, absolutely. Um, and That's so yeah. strong. That's such a yeah. good thing to happen. Totally. But um, and, and, and like so that there are there are
1: some potential benefits of the consolidation I think the, the negatives far outweigh it but I think there are some oh, of things yeah, which yeah. is like again kind of like we, we talked about with God of War like this is what happens when you let people when you give people money and let them do the thing they want to do they produce exceptional bits of content like this and yeah. um, it's wild it, it's it's such a and
0: so it, it's not just so the 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 overall stuff which the the stuff I've talked about which is like the writing and the the story basis is like obviously like 99% mm-hmm. of that game because it is all talking and story and like ultimate big reveals and yeah, all that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Um, so and really tragic character moments, like what happens to Anders at the end of Act Two and stuff like mm-hmm. that, is a, a gorgeously horrifying scene. But it is is brilliant. There is there is some specific way that that game. It ties everything together and it uses the, uh, the fact that it's just a text-based no-speech game. Mm-hmm. It uses that as a way of like explaining character in the story, which is the thing I was talking to you about a couple of days ago, yeah. which is their font system. Yeah. Which is such a cool, staggering little bit of technology. Yes. That I it is And it only works in this sort of game, right? Mm-hmm. Like it only works in a situation where there are um variances in like writing and stuff like that. So they and and even that ties back into the story because a lot of the, uh, the the start of act two people talk about because Anders is very good friends with the, the town uh printer, like the printing press, which yep. is only like a recent invention and stuff like that. You spend a lot of the start of Act Two talking about like typefaces yep. and font and typing and stuff like that. Like they have a visitor from uh somewhere in Italy I can't remember where it is or is it Geneva I think it's Geneva mm. um who is also a printer but he is he is a Jew that is like uh, escaping persecution basically yes and talks a lot about yiddish typeface and like how difficult yiddish is to write on a printing press because of the curvature of the and it's like a fascinating discussion and yeah. it's all compounded with this technology which is like When someone says something in the game, it is not written in text. It's written like a font. It's written like handwriting.
1: Also important to say, no voice acting in this game. It's all written text. No,
0: zero voice acting. There's like noises and stuff, but words are never spoken. But it's no voice Um, acting. Yeah, no voice acting. So it's just text. So anything anybody ever says is like done in this sort of like text style. Depending on who you talk to, that text is different. Mm -hmm. So the example I could give you where if you talk to the printer, and his family, it comes up as block type, like yep. you would in a printing press, and it does the it does the thing of like setting the blocks where it's like individual letters, where it goes da 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 and then it gets printed on the screen. So it comes up backwards and then printed and flips to the correct way around because wow. that's how printing press works, because you go backwards. If you do that, which is a fascinating thing of being like, okay, so you understand, you then understand that this character is like, okay, they're very methodical, they mm-hmm. care. They are a craftsman because they are very clearly taking the time to do this. They understand what is going on. Mm -hmm. They have a mechanical mindset. Very good. You talk to the peasants, like the farmers and stuff like that. They have a lot of like scroll based font. It still is legible and everything, but it is a lot of like, it's very rough because obviously Mm no one teaches you how to write or read and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And it makes a lot of mistakes. The people then like cross out and write the correct thing, or the they mis- like flip letters or whatever. The mistake
1: one was the one I, I, got, I was watching somebody stream the game, and it was, yeah, like watching them misspell words. And then as the words are continuing to be written, like previous words are being erased and rewritten correctly and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it's such a, again, like, so that, it's a ridiculous system. Like, why would anyone build Like, it's so much detail, yeah.
0: It's, I see, and it's incredible because you see it where. It goes it even to go even further than this. Obviously, obviously, Anders is educated, so his typeface is very nice, and he mm. very rarely makes mistakes. But you go above that if you're talking to a member of like the clergy. Yeah, they was... have the gothic typeface that is like immaculate. It is a gorgeous like typeface that the, the, the all this stuff, all the stuff that matters in terms of like fonting is like all rigid, all perfectly mm. laid out. And with the additional benefit of this, this occurs for every character. If anyone ever talks about God yep. or Jesus or anything like that, which happens a lot, mm-hmm. that those words are saved for last. Yes. And they are written as best as they possibly can. And then read yep. to show that they are important and they are taking the time to talk about the Lord yes. it is. And then that also then feeds back into people when people talk about stuff, if if people aren't particularly religious and don't talk about God, it just appears in the sentence. So it's an incredibly subtle thing to show this character's perception and their their focus, obviously. The best one that I've seen, that it it blew me away. It, It was such a clever thing. There's a farmer in that game called Black Till. He's a sheep farmer. And you spend the first act of that game and everybody regards Black Till as kind of like a dopey like he he's a sheep farmer, so he doesn't mm. know a whole lot. Um and you, when you talk to him, he has like the really rough writing and typeface and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you you talk to him and it's fine and stuff about like that. And then when the murder happens and you're investigating the town, part of the investigation is to like uh the the secrets in the abbey. Cause like it's it's an abbey that's built on top of Roman ruins, so everybody's kind of like a bit weird about it. And there's like there's something weird in the abbey. Mm-hmm. So they go, oh, Black Till's old. He might know something. Mm-hmm. You should go talk to Black Till. And he talks to Black Till, and in the middle of this discussion, he talks and says, like, oh, yeah, when this army invaded Tessring in 14-something-something, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and Anders goes, that's incredibly astute, Till. Like, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. And he he says, oh, my father read me history books as a child and, like, taught me how to read and so I read all these history books. So I I like understand the history of the town. Right. So when it, the second he says that, oh yeah, my father read me these books and taught me how to read. The typeface gets washed and replaced with the educated typeface. Like oh, Anders. Oh, that's has.
2: so cool.
0: And I was like, and it is this it is this moment of like they are actively using this mechanic to show you what this character is. And so every time you talk to Till afterwards, he has this typeface because you as the person Anders understand till mm. is an educated man and un- and knows stuff and is a historian and reads yeah. and knows all this stuff and it's just such is such a subtle bit of technology that impacts how you perceive characters and how you perceive the story in the world and stuff because it then means that if you ever have need to talk about history you immediately go and talk to till because yeah, you know till knows know the stuff yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it's been impacted by this like change in font and stuff it's such a subtle little thing that is so brilliant and so both impacts the story impacts the character is makes sense in terms of like the history and the time period and it's just it's such a cool little thing it's so brilliant mm-hmm. um and the game is just so filled with these like brilliant little character interactions and these stories and stuff that happen dynamically and it's such again it is the, the so the, the award that i gave this game was the the tyranny award for the game that no one will play, but I won't shut the fuck up about. Like <laughs> Yep. I, I also I also gave it my personal game of the year, but that's the where this game is like no one is going to play this game. Like, yep. no one. Because it is not a game that should ever exist. But the people that are willing to sit with it and play it and realize what it's doing, yeah. it's such a unique and rich experience. You're you're never going to get a game like that. It's yep. very it's very Disco Elysium and very Planescape Torment where it's like real flash in the pan. That thing, it's weird that this thing was made, but the fact that it's made is so brilliant and the fact that these people have been allowed to do it is amazing. Yep. I'm so glad that it exists. I'm so glad that I played it. It's a brilliant thing that no one will play. Yep. Like, and I'm upset at that, but I know what that game is. So I'm happy that I played it and I was able to give it the chops that it deserves. But
1: Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, it's a fascinating. It's a fascinating thing. It really is. Yeah, um,
0: unbelievably good. Cool.
1: Yeah. So that's our that's our main top fives. Um, I have a couple of honorary mentions of just like mm-hmm. hey, if you're looking for something to play, stuff to consider that we maybe haven't talked about it. Um, Tinykin also almost made it on my list um, until I remembered Heart Speech Shipbreaker was was a thing this year. Um, mm-hmm. Tinykin was on my list super good like really polished really clean pikmin-esque adventure ge- uh, kind of platformer and um, really cool style like i said really good sound and music stuff in there as well like i battered through that game in like two sessions was, i think it's like 10 11 hours or something like that it just it just consumed me for a couple of days i just kept going and um, it's really really good it's on game pass it's it's well worth a look and um, mm. it's not just a Pikmin clone like it does some interesting new things as well in there so yeah it's, it's, it's excellent um, Immortality I think was almost like you want to talk about games that shouldn't exist like the amount of production involved in Immortality is spectacular and nothing will ever do that again um, and uh, the reason why I didn't end up in my top five is I just think I think it's just again we talked about it on the, the episode where I talked about it on the podcast Um I just think it's mechanically flawed but man level of production, just a thing you don't see in video games and probably never will see again. It's just an absolutely incredible thing. And again, yeah, game pass. You should go, go check it out. Really great. Um, I know we don't do the best moment anymore. Cause that used to be like an hour category on its own. Yeah, but like was, yeah. the moment, the thing happens in that game where you realize there's a second layer is just haunted. Like, yeah. One of the creepiest moments I've ever had in a video game where you're like what the fuck is actually happening. Um yeah, man, so good. Um Norco again almost made it on my top 5 really good like old school point and click adventure game, really cool story, a setting that doesn't come up in very games very often where it's like a a a, a town in the deep south of the US that's been taken over by a oil production a, a energy company um really good characters really good writing F- kind of for me at least fluff the ending because they went too abstract i think with it but up to that sure. point like genuinely accessible story like very relatable story um really good use of like multiple methods of storytelling um i think the the example i keep coming to is like um obviously it being in the deep south near um near bayou like it floods often and your character looks at uh, a picture on a table and then the dialogue options come up and it's like remember the first flood and it's like you were five and you remember you don't quite remember what happened but you remember your mother taking you away for a little bit and then coming back to some of your stuff there and then it's the second flood and you were slightly older and you helped clean up and then the third flood was immediately before you left and all this kind of stuff and then once you've done those three it then does the fourth flood and then it jumps to the future tense or it doesn't jump to future tense Ah, it talks about it as if it has happened even though it has not happened yet and it's like in the fourth flood because the house is now abandoned and all this kind of stuff it does a lot of really interesting storytelling mechanics in there and you're playing multiple characters from multiple different like periods in time that kind of relate kind of don't spectacular looking thing as well really good narrative moments really good reveals and all that kind of stuff and like I said I think it just kind of fluffs the ending a little bit but such a good such a good one of those games Um, Mm -hmm. yeah excellent Um speaking of Return to monk Island is on here (laughs) because I was shocked that they pulled it off. It would be very easy for them to do just take that franchise and do like a kind of normal style game with it. But they made a game that looks incredible. I I really like the look of it after some really apprehensive trailers where I was like, I don't know. Like, once you see that game in action, you're like, you entirely get what they're doing with that stuff. Yeah. Genuinely funny genuinely really well written one of the best hint systems in a game I think I've ever come across where like hints are hints they're like how much do you want to know and there's like gradations of like give me just a little mm. bit of a nudge Yeah, and then it goes the way fucking any adventure game that gets released now that does not have a show me everything interactable on the screen at the touch of a button should be shot out oh, of a cannon yeah, it is a requirement at this point yeah. um, again Norco did that as well It's 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 great um, yeah, super well written, and then the story, the way that story wraps up is like it's oh, it's it's so good. So like, I, hey, we're talking spoilers here. So you get to the end of that game, and it's like the whole concept of that story is Guybrush telling, telling his son or telling his child, um, like the story of like one of his adventures because obviously he's telling his children adventures, right? Uh, yeah. about his previous adventures and he's telling them this story about the time he was actually going to go find the secret of monkey island a thing that they keep talking about in all the games never actually get around to fucking doing like no we went to go find the secret of monkey island and the whole thing happens and big stuff with lechak and and all this kind of stuff really great um first game i'd come across in the wild that has a direct yo this is about covid bit in it which is super funny oh nice. and really okay. really good but it gets to the whole bit at the end. It's like, cool. We found the entrance to the secret of monkey island. And you go in and it's just like a monkey island theme park. And there's like bits of story where there's like people that are like wooden plaque, wooden like silhouettes of people like doing stuff. And it's like, and it's like, and then like, um, Elaine comes in and it's like, are you done? It's like, yeah, we're good. Done. And you walk out and then it cuts back to the real world. And it's like, but that didn't make any sense. And it's like, yeah, yeah. it's not. It's not about the endings. It's about the journey. It's why I tell you these stories. Yeah. It's about all yeah. the stuff that happened and the people that you met. The ending doesn't fucking matter. And it's just like I was just there. I was. I was giggling. It was such a good way to like. How do you resolve what might be the last Monkey Island game ever? You talk about it, and it's like you don't give it an ending. It's like it's not about the ending. It's about the journey. It's about the adventure. It's just. It's so. It's such a great way to to wrap that thing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last two very quickly Somerville I, that game got critically panned and I understand why it got critically panned it is not a again you should watch the video we did on it which, which explains some of this but like playing that game is not fun like physically actually interacting with no, that game is damn. not fun but man I am a sucker for spectacle and, and stuff like that and this game has some of the best visual scenes I think I saw this year like there's, there's one in the video that I saw that in the intro there, there's like four or five other scenes that go further than that later on in that game and it's just spectacular and again it's on it's on Game Pass, it's worth a look at it like do not feel bad about looking up a video about telling you where to go, it is worth seeing what that game does, I really really like this game Um, and then finally Ghostwire Tokyo not a very good game <laughs> like genuinely not a good game to play again, not a fun game to play. And again, I talked about it in the podcast, like one of the most, um, confusingly mixed audio. I, I have not seen a game that where audio has become an issue like it is in that game. And it is confounding Mm. some of the decisions they made in terms of audio in that game. But again, aesthetically super interesting, does some really cool stuff visually. I like the visuals of the combat, even though the combat itself is kind of trash. Um, a lot of the designs and stuff like that super interesting. I think the again some scale and some visual stuff really really good. Just playing that game is not fun, but I, yeah. I'm glad I saw the thing through to the end. And it's it's you can get it cheap. It's 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 worth looking and seeing if you what you get out of that game. Sure, yeah. Um. Yeah, do you have any special mentions
0: of other yeah, stuff? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you two. I'll, I want to give special mention to D and Duel. Oh yeah, that game. That game's bad. Like that game, <laughs> it has has yep. bad it has bad netcode and it's ridiculously broken. Like ridiculously busted. there are things in that game that characters do that shouldn't happen, and yep. they've nerfed stuff. And but it's still ridiculous. But that game, God, it's so much fun because of how broken it is it's so much fun to play yeah where it is it, it, is balanced in the same way that dota 2 is balanced where everything's kind of a bit busted so that's how it's balanced yep um where characters just have moves that don't make any sense or really hard to read shit or like and but it does a lot the, the game does a lot for getting into the idea of a fighting game everything is really easy to execute Mm-hmm. there's not really a lot of like hard combos or anything like that, all the things are based on like quarter circles so that are not hard to pull off, supers are one button yeah. which I think is a complete fucking revelation and games <laughs> should just do that instead of doing this whole fucking like half circle forward bullshit or like yeah, double yeah. quarter circles or whatever like just have a button that lets you do the cool thing mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is so much fun but nobody plays it, they're not supporting it and it is busted And who made it? is it a the- it's an Arxis game. It's but an Arxis it's like game not, and it's not? Yeah. Wow. Okay. But it's, just, it's just not getting the support huh. because no one plays it. Um, the, character, the character that I played, Hitman, is one of the most busted characters I've ever seen <laughs> at a launch of a fight game. It, it is completely unfair. Dude has like an instant overhead that he can hit twice and such long range and moves that just chain together for no reason. And yep. it's so broken. It's unbelievable. But yeah. I I loved that game for like the month and a half that I played it, but it you should it, no one's going to play it anymore. I'm just bringing yep. it up. Yep, yep, uh, yep. The other game I wanted to bring up, which I will give you your yearly check in on Destiny Two. Oh yeah, Witch Queen came uh-huh. out. Witch Queen came out this year. Witch Queen as a isolated campaign story thing is great. Tells a really good story, has really good missions, is a lot of fun. Like brilliant, brilliant, brilliant little thing that Witch Queen was. Fantastic. Mm. D two has. Several problems, and one of them being the current model of the game doesn't work. Yep, the seasonal model is bad. It means that you fall behind if you don't play every year, every like season. It is it is a bad, 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 bad thing. Which was a great start to a game that did not have a good year. Like yep. the, the the seasons this year were not great. There are a lot of problems. They it's, are going to make changes in Lightfall that help some aspects of the game but don't fix other problems Yeah, it is it feels D2 like it continues to be the most bizarre thing yeah. where I love that game to death playing it actively is still a lot of fun as in like the date like interacting with it as a system it's, it's a good shooter and stuff like it's that it's a good shooter everything that surrounds it is bad yeah. like there is so much bad shit in that game that, it's it's really yeah. depressing
1: because it feels like this was the year that, that um, based on what you were saying and based on what I was reading like the the problems with d2 flipped where like the content's pretty good like the author yeah. the actual content like i remember you talking about the what's the dungeon got... that came out this year that you were like that you were um was that this year was that last year the uh... the the really weird like abstract dungeon that oh, they prophecy
0: added? was like a good like year ago now oh, was time. it okay but, like, but, the, no, but the, this year like they they solved d2 storytelling D2 used to have awful storytelling like it didn't tell its story at all that was the problem it's now good at telling the story of the world and the things are happening and why they're important and all that stuff it just does it through the seasonal model where you have to come back every week and see the new thing and play the game for at least three. it's just it doesn't nail it like it does it doesn't work you're right The, the the opinion is flipped where people are now like content wise Pretty good. They're releasing new dungeons. They're doing new raids. It's all pretty cool, fine stuff. The stuff under it that is like the core level mechanical gameplay, like how the game is set up, stuff is now not what you want. Like it's It's not. It's really. There are people that there are people that will disagree with me because there always is. But to me. If I like, I this season took like a whole season long break where I was like, I don't want to play this season. It was the season like the pirate season. I was yeah, just yeah. like, can't be ours. Oh, it right. doesn't yeah, look yeah. like it's important, whatever. Um, and then coming back to it this season, because I felt like the story was going to be important and it is, was like behind, had to do a whole bunch of stuff to catch up, had to do a bunch of stuff that like didn't really matter. I just wanted to get in and see the thing. Like mm. I wanted to do the stuff that I cared about, but I was so behind because I didn't play this season. Like it's just not. It's, it's not a, good.
1: It's a game yeah. that seems to demand that it is the only game that you play, or like the primary yeah. game that you
0: play. Well, it's and I understand that because it is. An, it's an MMO, and yeah, MMOs yeah, totally. are like that. Yep. They are supposed to be the time sink thing that you play. Yep. But D two does it. The difference is that I can compare this to something like Final Fantasy fourteen, where Final Fantasy fourteen wants you to be one of those things, but respects the time that you spend with it however much time you want to spend with it, it will give you stuff yeah, that will help exactly. you and will do we'll do all that. D2 is like, man, you better fuck come back and play this every fucking week and do all of this shit, which will take you a long time. And if you really want to get the most out of it and do it the fastest way, most efficient, but you better do it on all three characters. Totally. Like it is... I, I think it's that, just so it's so invasive on time yeah that yeah it's, I, I still like
1: work. I've said this I've said this for most of the life now D2 like I, I think a large part of the problems is whether a game are technical but technical in a way that we never get access to like I, like I like the game plays fine and runs fine and all that kind of stuff the technical problems I'm thinking is that I think their content pipeline is just so broken in a way that they can't do the things that need to happen. So, like one of the big one of the big things I was seeing um weird, like gaslighting thing that that game tried to do, which was the 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 um what did they call it? The vault with the content, the sunsetting vault, the sunsetting yeah. stuff. Where they're like, you know what? This game is just so big that we can't put it all out anymore. We need to take some yeah. of that away. So and uh, you you listen to them talk. It's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then you think back. It's like, think about WoW. Think about Final Fantasy fourteen. Think about how MMOs are structured. Well, you yeah. can you can do like obviously like there are big world changing events and stuff like that, but theoretically, like most of the content that's in Final Fantasy 14, yep. you can see yep. from day I could start mm-hmm. a character now and see all of you the content You can see all of it. Seen, yeah, it's all still there. Right? Yeah, And it's like that is a technical problem, right? If your game can't handle that much content like consistently, like well, so you don't that, have that's like, the thing.
0: That's the thing, right? Is that so you're, you're right. There are people that said they understood at the time. I wasn't one of them. I thought Sunsetting mm. was a dumb idea for the reasons that you're it's saying. A, it like, is a dumb idea, I think. If your game's so fundamentally broken that you can't handle this, you should fucking start from the ground up again and yeah, do yeah. it. But um, the, the, the thing of it is that people at the time accepted it. It's now even dumber because they came out and said, we're not Sunsetting content anymore. All mm-hmm. this stuff will be around. Yep. And I, my mind was just like, why? Like, I get... There were things at the time that were like sunsetting of like, oh yeah, if like X, Y, and Z still exists, it's really hard to balance the game or whatever. Which is true. It would have Which been, is true. Because it would have been because it, it is stuff, it is stuff like uh mountaintop grade launcher and reckless submachine gun and stuff like that, of like, why would you ever use any other gun or whatever? Mm. But in that, in that case, that like instead of inventing this whole fucking sunsetting system and then reverting on it like a year later or whatever, mm. take the guns out of the game. Yeah, you're gonna take like a bit of flack from some people being like, oh, I ground for it. I should be able to use it or whatever. But instead of making yourself look fucking crazy by inventing this whole system and then stopping it. Yeah. It's, it it blows my mind that that for, was a choice that they decided to make. Like for
1: a game that's so much about like community interaction. And like, I think it's a thing that like they've, they've definitely pitched themselves as where like they're like their weekly newsletter, when I used to to get it, stuff like that, like has like clips from community members and like the, the interesting twab. discussion. The yeah. tab, all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you you pitch yourself as that kind of stuff, but it also seems like the development schedule and the development, the things that are prioritized for development, just ignore what the community actually wants. Right? Where like, yeah. you saw the the like the the oh god, what was the big system they added that was like nobody wants this, um, or the thing that they added that was. Is it the new weapon system or something like that? I can't remember. I a, can't they've they, added a lot of they stuff. They've added a bunch know. of stuff. But there's a bunch of stuff that you looked at it and you're like here's the here's our plan for the next thing is we're gonna add this system. And you saw players, both like super hardcore players and like casual players, go, This is probably not a good idea for this reason, this reason, this reason, and then they just went and did it and then haven't reverted on it or changed it mm. or like done anything in response to that. And it's just like Well,
0: so to to be fair to them, mm-hmm. right. And I I I say this with genuine sincerity yeah, because yeah. I've been I've been playing this game for so long. Ninety percent of the D two community are fine. Yeah. Ten percent of the the D two community suck yeah. and are morons and really vocal. That and the problem the problem is that like trying to discern that from other people who have legitimate complaints is really difficult. Totally. But, but a couple um, of
1: them were so like universal. Like oh yeah, there were some we're that were like, universal that were like why they are, are anyway that were really yeah, dumb. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, um, just, it's it's a it's yeah. a super interesting I, um, case study. It really is. I,
0: I was talking to someone about this today. I am measuredly excited for Lightfall. Yeah, they, like because I want to see again, what the that, fuck they're doing. But that
1: content looks so good, and I wish I could play that game. I that like the actual vision.
0: Well, like, no, so that, the way it looks. That's the thing, is right? Is that, the, every time a big expansion comes out is the time to start playing it because that's when they like, they pull everybody's light level up and everybody gets yep, flattened. Totally. Like that's yep. the time. it's if you start and then don't keep going, that's the problem. Yeah. Yep. That is totally, yeah. Once you're st- on the treadmill, it's really hard to get off the treadmill. It's I just, I, I don't live that life. No, <laughs> of course not. Like, and it's totally understandable. Like, yeah, I yeah. barely live that life anymore. That's why I like took season long breaks and exactly. stuff like that. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, it's such D2 a continues to be the, the, the most depo- disappointing best game you'll ever play. Like yeah, it's, totally. it's,
1: yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, as we as we start to wrap this up, let's just a couple of things that happened during the year, I think it's be important to to uh talk about. I I don't think it's unfair to say, I think for us specifically, this uh, a part of this year was kind of defined by the Steam Deck. I yep. think that's an important sure. thing. I, it is rare that you see a bit of hardware come out in the game space that really does live up to the hype and I uh, yep. for me at least like the Steam Deck has changed my relationship with games in a little bit where like i don't have to be sitting where i am now in front of my desk with my big monitors i can like lie on the couch and play like i was playing i was playing like uh techno babylon like the 2d point click adventure game from a number of years ago just lying on a couch yesterday and i was like this is so weird that i can do this and also that it just works like it seems like magic and everyone i've talked to that's got one is like this shouldn't this shouldn't work. <laughs> None of this should work. And it just seems like they've quietly solved a bunch of problems with playing video games on Linux specifically. Like they've just kind of it's just like those problems just all went away. And it's like most of this just works. And it's wild. <laughs> it's kind
2: of insane yeah, that insane. they've got all
1: this stuff working. Um This was the year I this was the final year I gave FromSoft a shot where I was like, yep, okay, I'll I'll pay 60 quid for Elden Ring because everyone said, Oh no, this is the good one. And, man... I say that every time, though. Yeah, but, like, this was the one... Like, that was, like, the biggest game of the year, right? And I was like, I, as, a, as a game academic, I feel like I need to see this thing for myself.
0: No, of course. And yeah, I was like...
1: Course. And again, the thing that kind of surprised me was when I was doing that game on my own, when I was just like, okay, I'm just going to, like, no preconceptions. I'm just going to go in and play this game the way I would play a video game. It was kind of interesting, but also like just beat beat you repeatedly over the head, and it's just like I don't. It's it it just didn't want you to play like that, and then you go on thing. It's like oh no, like the the secret of FromSoft games is that, like yo, you get together as a as a as a community, and everyone like figures out how stuff's going at the time, and it's like okay, cool, let's do that. And I jumped on with a bunch of friends who all play, and I, I was like okay, I'm here. Can I get some tips as to what to do? And it's just like, oh no, no there's like one way. T- Again, it's kind of the Destiny 2 problem I had, which was like, oh yeah, there's like one way to play this game. It's like this gun and this sword. And then you do this thing and you go through here and ignore the shop. This whole mechanic that they've got about shops and gold and selling shit. Don't ever interact with it. It's pointless. I'm like, why is it there? Why did you build it? What is, like, yeah. it's such a insane way to put a game together and an insane set of preconceptions about how you have to play those games that if you come to it for like I would love to talk to someone where Elden Ring was their first FromSoft game and they're not like they don't have a bunch of mates that are also playing FromSoft games like I am fascinated to know what that's like because I tried to do that and it sucked and I'm just like how many people came out of the Elden Ring is the best game of the year being like oh I should play this thing and then just get categorically like stomped on repeatedly it's just I'm done I'm done I'm done. i Although I say that, I'm like your armor core looks real good, but that's a different. I don't. I un-
0: no, Ar- yeah, armor core is not a game. It's a Soft different game. Like it's that's, a different yeah. game. I understand. People, people, uh, people will delude themselves into being like, oh man, it's a FromSoft game. I should play this armor core game. It's not the, for it's, you. It's weirdly it's the inverse
1: thing, right? It's like that. Yeah. This is this is me deluding myself into thinking the Elden Ring is going to be great when it's not, and then other people are going to go like, oh, it's, it's it's a new game from the guys that did Elden Ring. I should play. This. No, you shouldn't. It, armor core is a nope. different thing. Don't don't do that. Um, award for the only game I returned this year to Steam was Scorn, a game so categorically, mechanically, busted in a number of different ways that I'm. I wish I'd seen it. I wish I could have seen more of visually what that game did. Ah, that game yeah. sucks. That game sucks so badly in a way that like not a lot of games sucked this year <laughs> that badly. It was oh, game was ugh. Uh. What else did I read here? Dumbest news story. Um, the do you remember what would this have been? September, October, when they reworked the um the Twitch payout system for creators. And it was mm. like um they were like, Oh, we're changing how ad revenue is done, and we don't we're we're standardizing all these contracts. So basically a bunch of Twitch streamers got completely fucked um on this stuff. Um, And one of the things was like, oh, we have to raise the prices on this because, you know, the infrastructure that runs Twitch is so expensive. And you're like, your Twitch is owned by Amazon. Amazon runs AWS, the largest cloud system in the world ever. And you own them and you're running on that system. What do you mean it's too expensive? You're the same company. Like, it's a like. And and especially when you're trying to justify a thing that has royally fucked some people, you're yeah. like, oh like yeah, it's all just, yeah. it's all just that infrastructure's too expensive. And it's like, you own the infrastructure, you fucks. Like this what is are your you thing? talking about? Yeah. This is your thing. Oh man. Um Yeah, the last thing I had on this list was like, I think this is the year where I finally succumbed to the idea that um I don't like narrative games. And I want to qualify that statement. I don't like narrative games. I like games with plot and story, and I think those are different things, right? Because what are you
0: defining as a narrative? So game, this, this is a thing,
1: right? Where I people talking about Signalis, for instance, a game that I talked about and showed right. off, and like a, a game that that I was very very excited about, and I think does a lot of really good stuff. But that is that is like a a that is held up as a stellar narrative focused game with like survival horror elements in there i don't know what happened in that game like straight
2: up yeah no idea
1: no idea and i talked about this a little bit when we talked about the podcast like i don't know what happened i have no idea what that ending was like i don't know how it was relevant to anything that was previous i don't i didn't get it i did not understand it and i had a very brief interaction on twitter with um with um Patrick Klevick where I just because he'd done the thing like he was he was catching up at a bunch of games over a holiday and he was like yeah I finished Signalis and yeah I thought it was really good but the stuff that was doing I just tweeted out and I was like hey just like as somebody who does this for a living what the fuck do you think about the ending because I felt like an idiot and he was like no I looked that shit up and looked up some interpretations yeah. I was like oh okay you do this fucking professionally and you don't this is not what you're about and that's fine and that's excellent and it's like cool I I I I like a game with plot and character and writing. I don't like a game that's about like. I, I, I struggle to to attach myself to games that are about like that heavily rely on interpretation, which again, like the ending of Norco, uh, Norco I think is about that, where it's like I have no idea mm. what happened at the end of Norco, but also it doesn't matter because ninety percent of that game this- is ninety percent of that game is about stuff you can understand. It's about yeah. somebody coming back to their childhoods town. To deal it's with similar the to the the experience
0: that, kind of that the ser- that we both had and a lot of people had with um, Kentucky Route Zero, right? Yeah, it totally. so was like I mean, a lot of like hidden stuff that we just don't get. And yeah, Kentucky
1: yeah. Route Zero is one of those ones that like that is that is the epitome of that problem. Where that's a game which I again I have art of that game on my wall. I love large parts of that game. I have absolutely no idea what chunks of it are about. I I just I don't. And I think that's, and I think that this really did prey in my mind for a lot of last year. Was like, am I just am I just too dumb to get like I'm missing something here? I don't get this. And it's like, no, like a lot. If you're writing a story like that, be it in film or book or TV or whatever, like if you want to do a story like that where a lot of it is your personal interpretation of the events, and we're not going to give you an answer, or we're going to give you an answer, but they're like maybe doesn't fly with your interpretation, or whatever it is, if there's a degree of interpretation involved, it is, you have to rely on people having enough information to jump to that conclusion, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to rely on people having either, so for instance, Norco, um, part of the appeal of that game to a lot of people when they're talking about it being like such a great narrative game was that like, it's heavily influenced by, or not heavily influenced by, the writers obviously have a deep affection affection for southern gothic literature right and there's like the faulkner for instance is an author that kept coming up in discussions of that game i have no reference to that at all it's not it's not an area of literature i know about so there are parts of that game where i'm like they're obviously doing something here but i don't get what it is i think norco was was the good one where it was like there is enough of a central uh uh like Bannister that you can hold on to to pull you through that story, right? If you want to keep progressing through that story, there's this hard middle section where you can just grab on and keep going. And there are there's a couple of stuff in there. It's like, oh, that's a cool side bit, and that says a lot about X, Y, and Z. But like, if there's a bit you don't connect with, there's enough of a hard like normal, not normal, but like recognizable global plot in there that that can pull you through that game. Kentucky Route Zero gets to like halfway through chapter two or halfway through chapter three when the main character disappears for reasons and then it goes like that was that was my lifeline that was my like i know what's happening with this character i know what they're trying to yeah. say with this character and then he disappears and you're like cool what are we doing for the next two and a half chapters of this game it turns out wild shit that i don't understand and it's like okay cool like great this I mean, was the year i kind of came to terms with the idea that like there are some games i'm not going to get and that's fine i'm not mm-hmm. it's just like there are yeah, some you don't stuff. have to get everything exactly like, games, Media is based for media should be for every, for different types of people, and it will connect with some people that will not connect for others for various reasons. Um, it's why like when I talk about when I talked a couple of years ago about Eliza the game from zectronics um, that game hit me way harder than it probably hit a lot of people because of who I am, what I do for a living, my experiences in the industry, blah 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 blah, like that game was truly special to me. And a lot of people went, eh, it was fine. And it's like, yeah, because your personal interpretation of this stuff is super important. Um, also, just very, very quickly, this was the year that Zektronix closed shop on their own terms yeah. uh, with Last Call BBS. And they were like, yep, we have done everything we want to do. We are closing a studio on our own terms. We've not run out of money. We've not run out of projects. We're just like, we want to go do something else. And we we're closing up shop. And it's it's kind of heartbreaking because like Zektronix games are super important to me. And they've done... The appeal to very specific parts of my brain, and it's really like people will go on and make electronic-like games, like they're not going away anytime soon. But they were just like for me, like again, Obsidian—they it, it, are my Obsidian. They are the guys that make games for me. They make games that mechanically work for me. They turned around and made a, 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 a narrative game like Eliza, which smacked me right in the central lobe. Like it was so yeah. perfectly made. Um and then Last Call BBS again, aesthetically going for a specific thing has like a is essentially like a best of in Zactronics. And it's just it's 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 is really sad that they're going away, but I'm glad they're going away on their own terms. And it's um I look forward to a bunch of people who played those games making their own things that are that are, that are oh, like, yeah,
0: what it gets inspired by. Yeah,
1: totally. Um do you have anything else from twenty twenty two that you wanna
0: No, not that I can you think of. Hit?
1: So we look forward a little bit to twenty twenty three where um some stuff is again, like start first three months of the year, there's some stuff that I think we're all we're all looking forward to. So January has the Dead Space remake.
2: Yeah, I
0: wanna which, see. I hope that thing's good. Yeah. After
1: it. the slightly disappointing Callisto project, which I am
0: Crystal well, protocol. I protocol, sorry.
1: The um, which I am looking forward to paying £10 for at some point and playing through that game. Um, I will not buy that thing. Um, I don't want to play it particularly. I really want to see what Forspoken looks like when it comes out. I mm. Do you play that demo?
0: No, I didn't because everybody said it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's It's a wild thing. It feels like a beta for a game that is out in like a month. It's so. I'm fascinated to see what the, re- the reaction to that game is. Um. Also, Season Alert to the Future, a game I haven't talked about in here, but I played a demo of. I will. That seems like a game for me, and I'll I'll get back to that. February Deliver Us Mars, a game I'm very interested in because I like the previous one. Um. But doing another theater of them game. Jesus. Uh. Atomic Heart, a game I think everyone is very interested in, and I really really yes. hope they land that thing. Um. I'd
0: love to know what the fuck.
1: Yeah, totally. Somebody, somebody else is making a Bioshock game that looks super high quality. Yeah, for sure. Give me, give me all of that. Um, that's all. Also, the month PSVR two comes out again. If they announce that that headset is also PC compatible, I will be buying one. But until that point, nope. Uh, Octopath Traveler two. I forgot that was even a game. Huh. Um, end of February, uh, and then March. Is uh what's the thing in here? There's something in here. Peppa Pig World Adventures. Wow, that's coming to that's coming to PS5. Huh. Okay, um, cool. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, obviously, is March. Yep. Um the Resident, good. The Resident Good Resident Evil 4 remake also coming.
0: Um
1: Yeah, some stuff.
0: Um there's gonna be Street Fighter Six, Diablo Four, Final Fantasy Sixteen, yeah. Baldur's Gate 3, hopefully at some yep. point uh, again
1: Starfield a game I'm not going to play Starfield. but I'm to see when it comes out what that game's going to be like Cyberfunk that's oh, hopefully God, coming out this year God, please let that game come out um, the System Shock remake I want to come out yep. I want to yeah. play through that game That'd really badly um, some stuff this year there's some stuff good. for sure and yeah um, Skull and Bones on no, away fuck okay. That fucking game, I Yikes. swear. I got delayed. That game, I swear. Um, yeah, some 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 stuff, and like, like I say, we'll be we'll be there covering it as we as as stuff becomes interesting. Um, mm-hmm. We want to do some stuff. Like this is the year that I think we look at Dwarf Fortress and go, "Ha, huh, what is this thing that people oh, keep talking you. about? We should, yeah, we should, we should look at that thing." Um, and yeah, stuff will come up. I want to. Like I say, I am fully expecting first three months of the year that the, the site will get the remake that it that it's I've been working on for a while. It looks in the final stages now. That looks great. We'll do we'll do stuff. We're still having fun doing this. So we're going to continue to do yes. this. So that says. Um. So I I was going to say Happy New Year, but the time you get this, it'll be probably end of January. So yeah, be a while. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, we're looking forward to twenty twenty three. We'll be back with more stuff at some point in the future. Enjoy it as you're playing, and we will see you very, very soon. Bye.
2: Bye.